Welcome to another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. I'm here with my boy Jimbo. Yeah, and we got Slava with us today. Big guest, special guest, two weeks in a row. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm really Close to the here. mic, close to the mic. Close to the mic. Here, I'll move it to you. Hi, everybody. This is Slava here. <laughs> All right, so Slava, t- uh, introduce yourself. What do you do? Like how do you how do you know Jimmy? Like what are the connections? Like yeah, you know? so I, I'm Slava P. I'm an author. I wrote this book. Um, this book tells the story of how I went from being a vice journalist to a drug smuggler, and I know Jimmy from one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a podcast. Not everybody's watching it. What's the name of the book? True. The name of the book is called Bad Trips, and if you Google Bad Trips Slava P, you can find it. It's also on Spotify, Audible, Kobo. Uh, audiobooks, people read very little. People listen <laughs> yeah. a lot, which is why I'm doing an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. I was literally just listening. I'm the same way. I only listen. I don't read. But, like, I'll listen to audiobooks. I'll listen to podcasts and shit all the time. And I was actually just listening to Jordan Peterson this week. He had, like, um, Vivek Ramasamy on the vice president or the president-elect or elect. running for running, running for, for yeah. Have you seen what that guy looks like? Yeah, he's a little Indian dude. Yeah, but he has a weird, he has like a balding person's hairline, <laughs> but thick hair. <laughs> yeah. It's like Vegeta. Yeah, and he's like, he's going to be the vice president though. He's Trump's going to put him at number he's two. Gonna be something. But yeah, well, Jordan Peterson was talking to him and Jordan Peterson was like how, but since he's been a professor his whole life, he's just coming to the realization that people consume way more listening than reading. Mm-hmm. He's like even for books. He's like I feel like any of my books I've ever written, I can explain better than I. And if you just do, you mean that it. people consume more or that people retain the information? People better? retain it better, oh, okay, and okay. not just he was he went in about it. He went on for like twenty minutes about this, but he was saying how like if I was to get a point across from me, like me talking to you, mm-hmm. you would be able to understand it more than like two pages of that same information. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean? Especially someone who's really good at yeah, delivering information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, like, I definitely fuck with audiobooks. Did you read it out, or you got, like, an actor to do that shit? No, they got, like, a professional actor. His name's Cam Dryden. They offered it to me, but it's, like, so much work. It's seven hours long. Yeah. Like, the audiobook mm-hmm. is seven hours long. I'm not sitting in a studio and talking for seven hours. So how long yeah, did it come long. out? Uh, how long? So, the book itself came out right uh, around the same time I got parole. I got parole in April 2022. So, I wrote the whole book in jail. It oh, came shit. out right before I got parole. I get parole. I come out. And the audiobook just came out this month, uh, August 2023. Damn, that's crazy. So when, when you were in jail writing it, where niggas saying shit like, oh, look at this nigga, he thinks he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believed me. They're like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm writing my memoir. They're like, ah, yeah, all right. Good luck with that. Classic. We've seen this before. What, exactly. are, you, what are you writing it on, man? Toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> that was literally, I'm like in my room scratching away. They're like, oh, he's back up to his uh, old tricks again. Did anyone ever think that like maybe you were going through like a mental health thing? Like, did any of the guards say like, oh, like, do you have like schizophrenia? Like usually when people are writing, like <laughs> I'm like writing on the walls in my own feces. I'm like chapter one. No, it's uh everyone knew who I was. Like my name is super Googleable. Thank you to the National Post. Uh, so it's actually like one of the things you do in jail is you Google people to find out if they are who they say they are. Yeah. So especially if you have some kind of crazy story and it's like, oh, what are you here for? And they look at me and I'm like, I'm here for uh, trafficking 40 kilograms of cocaine into Australia. They're like, get the fuck out of here. No, you're not. What's your name? I'll be right back. (laughs) No one's buying it. No, facts. Because it's like, yeah, you have to screen everybody, know who you're sleeping with, you know? Well, we don't do that in jail, but yeah. <laughs> Not sleep, yeah, sleep sleeping with you know? was crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, a crazy one. Fire. That's Man meant I to say next to, but even then, let's not talk about it. All right, so <laughs> it's called Bad Trips. Do you feel like like people take it as like, oh, like bad drug trips? Like they think it's a book about like tripping and shit? Well, I don't want to explain metaphors to the rapper, but it's <laughs> both things. Okay, it's, okay. It's the bad trips that we all went on to Australia that led to people going to jail and coming out. But it's also uh, the bad trips that come from doing drugs. Because I never really did drugs until I started working at Vice. 
Okay. Even now, like, I don't do drugs. I did uh, mushrooms once since I've been out of jail. Mm -hmm. And other than that, it's just uh, edibles. This guy, Jimmy's just trying to persuade me to do shrooms on the, sh on the pod with him. Once. Bro, the other day definitely I did shrooms. <laughs> bro. Definitely not I've never done it. This guy's like, bro, you have to open your mind. Get hey, listen, listen. Mind. I have a chocolate bar at home right now. If I bring you one square, you'll be good. But the other day I did three. Oh, my God. Bro, my <laughs> face was melting, bro. My face was melting. I swear to God. I wish I could have seen myself on camera. <laughs> yeah, you know what the, the hack to that is? Is you have to get, like, black blackout drunk and then right before you go to bed from being too drunk you have to take shrooms so okay. then you go through your entire shroom trip while you're asleep and you wake up with that post high clarity that you get yeah without yeah. having to have had trip out i like the trip though yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the it's trip. a little bit like is, stolen valor is shrooms are upper or downer like technically it's, it's a, a psychedelic, psychedelic brother psychedelics are separate thing. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, i don't know i'm not a drug guy so I, i'm asking the questions okay a psychedelic is gonna be no like, i know what a psychedelic is i just didn't know if like there's uppers and downers oh, okay okay like, you know? fair enough fair enough i know like alcohol they say is a downer yeah it is and it's like when you mix it with uppers it's apparently like that's when you're the, like the uppers are the most effective like when you do a coke or like molly and shit while you're drunk it's like the best time to do it yeah 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 you can do psychedelics with either i've done mushrooms drunk and i've done them while doing coke and they still hit mm -hmm. either way. so is it I, like, I like to smoke a little weed after because i've heard like because molly's an upper yeah. right because molly's a drug for sure but molly also makes you trip right not that same type of way molly it makes you make trip you uh, yeah it just gives you so much serotonin that you're like oh shit i've never been this happy before so are you seeing shit when you're on molly no, no. not even like colors no you never did molly no i don't do like i've only do done like weed. Do i've done weed I, I've, I've done weed before obviously but then i've done coke once when I was even the Vegas. way he says i've done weed that's how you know he doesn't do no drugs <laughs> well, i don't smoke like often but like yeah i don't know i don't like how weed like i did one weed once. <laughs> <laughs> like when i was in high school and shit i used to smoke like a good i wouldn't i wouldn't say a lot because i know niggas that smoke every day but it's like i smoked a good amount but i didn't like smoking because like it made me lazy like actually like I feel like I'm in molasses. Like, when I stay in a position, I want to stay in that position forever. And then the second I move, like, I feel my body, like, contracting back to, like, what it was. Yeah, don't ever do Xanax. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, <laughs> I have bad reactions with, with weed. And then it's, like, the last time I ever, like, got high high, we were at the cottage. And my boy made, like, um, like, friend, like, not friend, it was, like, garlic bread edibles. He's like, we made garlic bread, threw a, like put a, a bunch of weed on it, and I ate it. And then everyone's like, yeah, just make sure you eat one. I'm like, bro, I don't feel shit after like 15 minutes. So then I ate two more, and I greened out. Like, I literally passed the <laughs> fuck out, like, in the middle of the room. Like, everybody's just still, like, chilling. I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not for me. Gotta be careful with edibles, anything that's edible. What, what about you? Tell us about some of your shroom trips. Oh, buddy, like, a lot of the times, you'll just be doing shrooms, and then you lay flat on your back and look at the clouds, and you'll see, like, a full movie take place. <laughs> like, a beginning, middle, end. Like, characters come out, of, like, the clouds become things. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing to do is take shrooms and lay down there in the sun and look up at the clouds. Um, but mushroom, mushrooms are, like, a like a mid-tier thing. Like, there's some good drugs, and there's some bad oh, drugs. Oh, trust me. I, know, I understand all of that because I listen to Joe Rogan. You know? Like, right. You know, talk about, like, DMT and, like... What's the, uh, sorry, there was another one that's supposed to like. Ayahuasca. No, not ayahuasca. So ketamine? Ketamine, yeah, I the K-hole. That's what I was thinking about, K-holes. do not. That, but apparently that one's supposed here. to be the, like, um, he had his friend that took it on a, sh on a, on a podcast once and apparently lived like a 15 year life in 10 minutes. What the fuck like does that. that mean? So, I don't yeah, want to do Apparently that. went into like, like a K-hole and he said he like he had a whole wife, a, like a bunch of kids, like he raised them up the and out. then woke like up and snapped out of I was about to say, like, you become the guy. That's what Joe Rogan said that his friend did. I was like, yo, this is crazy. This guy took ketamine while watching Rick and Morty. Yeah, exactly. Because every time I did ketamine, I'm like, oh, I'm disassociated. I don't feel like I'm like in my body. I feel like I'm someone watching someone doing something. Yeah, they've done Sims. They've done experiments on that and shit. Like, um... 
like they would test people to do like ketamine and then like in the top corner on top of a shelf they'll have a saying and then when someone says they've had a third person experience they ask them do they ever see that saying that's not in your view but out of perspective and some people could some people couldn't really yeah and when they did that they also did the crazy. same experiment they did the crazy. same experiment in like surgical rooms for when people had near-death experiences and those people all saw it which is even scarier. That is scary. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, like, there's so much metaphysical going on around us. Like, they even say, like, certain animals could see way more than we see because we don't see certain mm -hmm. blues and greens and shit like that. And it's like, there's a lot going on around us that we can't even see, like, you know? When I was in jail, you get a subscription to two magazines. I got The New Yorker, and one of the things that I read in The New Yorker was uh, how do animals know where to fly or migrate or mm -hmm. whatever? And they were saying the same thing you're saying, but with magnetic fields. Yeah, magnetic fields. Like animals say. can see magnetism, things that are, we don't even have cameras to see that. We have cameras that could see like thermal energy or yeah. UV light, but magnet magnet waves? No. Yeah, no, that's insane. I want to ask you something before we get into your life story about what was like your experience like in jail? You were in jail in Canada, right? Yeah. So like, what's like a Canadian jail life like? So this is, this is gonna, there's no way to really say this without it coming off, but it was like, it was fine. It was chill? It was chill. <laughs> I went to minimum security in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Oh. Like, you could not ask for a better time in our society to have gone to jail. Yeah. Because I feel like people were shaking it more out here because you're locked <laughs> out <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, at least you had, like, people in there that you can talk to and shit, right? Exactly. And you can talk to about how fucked up it is, of what's going on. You think Joe Rogan podcast is good? Wait until you're with some guy from fucking Sudbury. Yeah, because those are the most interesting people. That is, yes, exactly. So and what, he's in there. He has no one to talk so to. So you have internet access to TVs? Absolutely not. You have two hours a day on the phone, but you do have TVs. So all of your access to information is literally like the mainstream media. So global news, CTV, CBC. Oh, that's crazy. Like yeah. basic cable shit. Yeah. Basic, well, okay. No, not basic cable. We had HBO and Showtime and Stars and shit, what too. What the fuck? They're watching Sopranos. <laughs> right? Power. I, I watch okay. all of Power. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Because um, I don't know if you saw this new article, but um, Pierre Pauly have posted on his Instagram about prisoners in Vancouver are asking for extended stays in prison instead of getting released because they don't want to deal with the housing crisis. So there's one guy that I talk to every week still who's in jail. He's probably never getting out. He's been there since about 9-11. In minimum security? Yeah. Okay. And he's a librarian there. And he's saying the exact same thing, that guys are shaking it. Everybody's asking to go to the halfway house because mm. the guys there, they, they want to get out of jail, yeah. but they don't want to like be on their own. It's way too scary. Yeah. What if... Because you're gonna, you know you're going to have to figure out how to make some money and... The people you're around with, the, where the background you come from, the way you know how to get money is going to lead you right back to there. You're thinking about the real criminals. What about the guy who killed his wife because he was angry 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. He, he, he's just like, I don't know what to do. Wait, that guy's in minimal. <laughs> Those are the guys who, so the guys who end up in minimum are nonviolent first-time offenders, but it can't be all that, right? Well, There's not how, can, how is that nonviolent? No, no, no. Part of it yeah, yeah. is nonviolent first-time offenders, yeah. people like me. Those are the best people to do time with because we know we're going home real quick. <laughs> people on life sentences, the last two years of their sentence to get used to society, they put them in minimum because in minimum security, you have to cook your own food and do your own laundry. Wait. Yeah, you go grocery shopping and shit. What? Go to isitlit.com. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, you can leave the prison? No, there's oh, a grocery wait, store. Bro, you don't have to leave the prison. That's not good. He's saying you can cook your own food. Like, but he said you brother. can go grocery yeah. shopping. I'm like, what? They got everything in there. Yeah, we're gonna pull Bro, up the prison. Grocery. Sounds lit. We're gonna pull up the grocery list. Bro, I told you this the other day. Some people like it in there. Nah, bro. Like, <laughs> what he's the way he's explaining is like if you were somehow able to import box, like 
That shit would be fucking lit. People were importing stuff. I bought a vape pen in there for like four hundred dollars. Well, you can get PFVs and shit, but they have to. They can't have a criminal record. Wait, like, what's that? A private family visit. Oh, so you're fucking your cousin? Conjugals. No, conjugals. <laughs> you say it's your wife or your bitch or whatever. Yeah, it's a real name. Yeah, it's supposed to be. That's fucked up. It's not coming up. Just uh, maybe it's .ca. No, it's definitely .com. That's fucked up. Try www.isitlit.com. It's all good. Explain it then. Uh, it's pretty much the grocery list. I was going to pull it up on the screen so we could see how much uh, inmates are paying for stuff. Oh, maybe it's jail. like, it's probably like an internal website or something. Yeah, so I was going to say, it only, it only works on their server. Yeah, on their servers and shit, but it's all good. Yeah, so pretty much the way that it works is when you have to go grocery shopping, you have to, uh, you get a budget of like $55 from the government every mm -hmm. month. And you can use that to buy anything from Parmesan cheese, apples, bananas, Green lentils. I feel like we're we're treating the prisoners pretty decent because even you said you get two magazine subscriptions. Yeah, but you have to pay for all that stuff yourself. So when you're so, working and stuff, they like take I took a that. French course as well, but that's something that you have to pay for through like a private college. Uh, type in Slava Pastuk. Let's say you're dead Slava broke. P Are you uh, when you're working in there? Like they ha make you have a job and stuff. Is it yeah. enough to get the subscriptions and so stuff like that? That's different altogether. So with the money that you get for yourself, yeah, realistically, you could spend that money on a magazine subscription, but more than likely, you're spending it on canteen, which is like ninety dollars for chips and pop and stuff. That's not like grocery stuff proper. Yeah, um, it's all right, but. Uh, that's kind of like what you have to go through. So you are already getting yourself groceries and then you have to be released and you're like, wait, shit is more expensive than what I'm Yeah, that's to. what I was looking at those prices. I was about to say when you were done. Like that shit's cheaper than fucking Metro. Yeah. So like, how are you going to tell someone to go from that to being like, all right, go live who in- Who uh, pays now. that? Like- Hey, we pay taxes, right? No shot. So you guys are getting like an allowance. Yes. Yeah, $55 a week that rolls over. So some guys can go like- months without spending their entire budget and then at the end of it they just get a bunch of steaks for everyone mm -hmm. and there's barbecues so we'll have like a like for yeah. my my birthday we did a big barbecue thing and we got a bunch of steaks fried everyone up there's picnic tables you got the music blasting it was bro fun. prison is Dude, lit and, and don't be so like 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 oh our taxes like regardless they, they would have to feed them so if they were to feed them themselves it would still cost money it was just they just leave it to them so they're integrating back into society right that's true if anything they have to make better use of the labor force there because the jobs that i'm telling you about are just like maintaining the prison so uh, a big popular job during COVID was like polishing doorknobs and door handles. <laughs> so it's like, all right, fuck, I guess we'll just have them like walk yeah, around and do walk this. around and do that. And like you come out and you're like, I've spent 25 years in jail. What'd you learn? <laughs> Did you guys have to wear masks and shit in there? Yeah, but like, bro, good luck telling yeah, inmates to no, follow no, the rules. Of course, but I was like, is yeah. like, what would the rule be about that? Because well, it's like, you guys are all already in there, right? So that's the thing is like, if you tell an inmate, first of all, you can't have hoodies. You can get shit sent in, but you can't get a hoodie. And you can't get a hoodie because it covers your face. So when they tell people you can get a mask, some guys are going, don't fucking tell me what to do. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Other guys are like, dude, you don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm running to the road. I'm grabbing this Henny bottle and I'm coming back and you won't be able to find out who I am. That's hilarious. So the, people's attitudes to masks depended on the people. Just like here. Is your perspective on jail completely changed or did you kind of see this before you went in? Like, So when I got like arrested originally, the mm -hmm. guy who's doing the best time in the bullpen was the guy who just got sentenced. Yeah. So I was just talking his ear off. I'm like, what? Like, why are you so happy? He's like, I got an eight year sentence. Like, and you're happy about that? Like, break this down for me. Yeah. He goes, brother, uh, nonviolent criminal record. He's some guy from Kingston or sorry, Windsor. He's like, I'm nonviolent, no criminal record. And I'm, I'm going to do like 18 months and I'm going to go to camp. I'm like camp, what's camp? Like, it's minimum security prison. There's three of them in Ontario. That's what I've been to two. 
Bro, that like this is mind blowing to me. I thought like pr- like prison should be something you'd never want to go to. This sounds I don't like go back. No, bro, of yeah, course, a lot of people course. don't want to go there. You're okay, bro. Think about everything you have going on. Like like if you have yes. a girl, if you have kids and yes. shit, you're took away from all. Bro, of that. I have friends that literally like I have a friend that literally joined the army because he couldn't afford rent type shit. So he joined the army so he can get like get food and shit paid to him while having a little bit like of a job. And it's like, why would you ever do that when you can just go to jail in this situation? You know what I mean? And it's like, you get fifty dollars, fifty five dollars a week, just don't eat. Yeah, well, guys, bro, I mean, that, 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 <laughs> that stuff you get, you don't get to take that money. Oh, right? you don't yeah. get to take that. And money. plus, bro, like, what the same thing? Like, why not just be on welfare if it's so easy? It's like, well, this is this sounds better than welfare. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying people like to strive for things. Well, if you're on <laughs> like, welfare, you're not, like, yeah, I get. That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the same reason why you'd say, well, a minimum wage job, you make, you actually make more money on welfare than a minimum wage job. Okay, but let me let me put it in this perspective. Then, if you're in the hood and you're trapping, it's like, why would you ever try to go get a job at like, like, uh, a, like a concierge job where you're getting fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour when you can just do illegal shit? And if you ever get caught. That, like do illegal shit, make a lot of money, and if you ever do get caught, you're gonna be living better than you're already living in the hood. Yeah, we're like following bro. my reverse uh, mentality here. <laughs> when I got the job at Vice, they were paying thirty-seven thousand a year. Mm. Yeah. All right. That's so like, let's start. You let's can start make your story then. At McDonald's. I got all my prison questions out. Let's like, so start. <laughs> like tell us about your journey, about what the book's about from the beginning. Like I want to hear all of it. Well, we're not going to go. So, oh, not the whole book, obviously, but I want to hear the story. No, so I was born. Uh, thank you. It's up on the screen in case I forget. June 1990. <laughs> uh, I was born in uh, Kiev, which is crazy because nobody knew where that was yeah, up until, until two, like, years two years ago. ago. Yeah. And now everyone's like, I love, I love Kiev. So great. <laughs> but I came here uh, when I was four. We moved to Victoria Park. I ended up moving up north, north, like to Barrie, Ontario. That's where I went to high school. So that's where you're from. You're yeah. from wherever you went to exactly. high school. I agree. Yeah. Um, then I moved downtown and I'm working like marketing jobs, but I really want to do something on the side that lets me go to concerts for free. So I start writing about music. As a result of writing about music, uh, I write some negative things about certain concerts and that leads to my profile going up online. Wow, really? That's how things work. More clicks, right? More negativity, more clicks. The negativity towards one particular concert and then reporting on a shooting that happened at a Young Jeezy concert at Sound Academy, which that got picked up by, like, uh, the New York blogs. This Mm -hmm. is, like, back when Twitter was still a way to network. Yeah. So that ends up leading to me getting a job at Vice because they're opening up Noisy, which is their music vertical. They're opening up a Toronto office for it, and they wanted me to be the editor. So I sign on to do that job. And it was a huge haircut in terms of like, I, I worked in tech before this, yeah. like doing marketing and stuff. So it was a lot less salary, but that's like the lifestyle I wanted. I'm 22, 23 years old in Toronto. Yeah. And you get to coming from Barry and you get to move, go to all the biggest shows. Yeah. All the, you get that, that, the media pass. Yeah. Not only do you get the media pass, but there's also another world of vice that you get to be invited into mm-hmm. vice parties, you know, hang out with vice people, vice person. Like you went to like vice New York headquarters and stuff like all that. The time. That's yeah. crazy. All the back time. then vice was a shit. That's did, right. This did you like ever meet like Tim advice. pool when he was working there? That's the guy. That's your that's your vice guy. <laughs> yeah. well, that's my guy. Yeah, I like his podcast. I listen to him all the time. It's I met weird. Shane. I met uh, um, Eddie a lot, and Sarush. Sarush was always in the Toronto ones. Those are like the main guys who you probably see on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that are there now are like former. Disney They're all fired staffers. now, right? Like, isn't it? It went. Bankrupt. It's a rotation. Yeah, I, uh, they went bankrupt, and then the debt got bought by a company that's run by George Soros. Oh, great! Yeah, we'll see what happens now. <laughs> but it's nice for me because like my stuff stays online. There's certain writers. Who, yeah, who, if you go back through their portfolio, that stuff's just gone. So 
For as long as Soros keeps it alive, you can see me. Okay, so there's something I've seen on your wiki page, and we got to clear this up, man. It says you used to you, you used to sell weed to people that you met on Grinder. Right. Is that just genius, or what's that about? Well, it's a. I don't know if you know what Grinder is, but Grindr, I know what Grinder is. How you know what Grinder is? <laughs> 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 Grinder's an app for people who are on their grind. So I got this job advice. I'm not getting paid any money, but I'm, uh, there's this other guy who works there who like throws parties. I do that a few times with him and I'm like, bro, this isn't really going anywhere. I'm not trying to stay up till like 3am on a Tuesday. So can we just like buy me out of this situation? Mm-hmm. He bought me out. The Vice situation? No, no. This the, guy I met at Vice, we're oh, throwing parties. Oh, so you, you guys had a contract together or something? No, they're just no. doing events. They're just doing events. Yeah. You're going to edit this, right? Yeah. 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 So and I started throwing these parties, mm-hmm. but they're Tuesday parties, and I'm like working. The chief didn't care about that job. He got fired like three weeks after. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I'm trying to maintain employment here. Yeah. So me and had this party stay woke, and then I'm like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Can you buy me out? He bought me out with a half pound of flour. <laughs> okay, okay. So I need to get rid of this flour somehow. I'm on wait, so Wait, wait. So have you ever like sold drugs before this point? No. No, so- this was like my introduction to selling drugs. So this is this is very key. So wait, no, all no, drug culture in my life started at this advice. But I'm so, just saying, vice no, no, is kind of like the gateway <laughs> working place for selling drugs. No, I have a question then. So it's like, why would you accept that as a payment if you never moved it before? Because that's like selling drugs is easy. I bought drugs my whole life. I'm sure I could sell them. Mm. I know what's important. You just got to be on time. That's really <laughs> yeah. all, it. All comes out of that. Set realistic expectations of like, that's what I hate when I'm buying drugs. Yeah. So if I just sell drugs with that twist, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any clients. I'm new to the city. Mm-hmm. I go on Tinder, and I'm not really getting any like. No one's interested in like matching with a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I switch my je- my thing around, my sexuality around. And I'm like, I'm looking so you for guys were on, on Grinder, Grinder. I was on Tinder first. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You thought there was another Grinder? Hilarious. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm on uh, Tinder and I get banned because I'm hitting all the guys that match with me with, yo, I'm not gay. I'm just here to sell you weed. <laughs> <laughs> so I make it on Tinder. I remember literally like leaving my Parkdale apartment being like so optimistic, like, yo, I'm about to become like a plug. This is going to be great. And I go to the Drake Hotel for a show, and then I like have a few beers, walking home, open up Tinder, and it's like, yeah, your account is banned. Mm. Like, fuck, bro. There goes my genius idea. What am I going to do now? Can we just take a second to like appreciate that this guy was doing it to girls? No one reported him. But then he goes to guys, and the gays report him. Snitches. Got a wild. Stay solid, boys. <laughs> the things that, that this guy notices. <laughs> Bro, it's like, what, like what kind of person would go out of the way to report some? This guy's selling me weed. So a horny Bro, guy. Yeah, a horny, a horny guy. guy who's looking for dick and is yeah. mad because he's only finding weed. Like, exactly. What are you talking about, bro? I probably made some guys night. He saw that notification pop up. Like, oh my god, he messaged me. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's definitely thinking. And then he's like, he's my type. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have the same pictures as you with the girls. When I go back on Grinder, I'm like, oh, I understand how this game works. On Grinder, I don't have it on my phone or I'd show you, but it's pretty much a torso. It's like a grid of torsos. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it works by location. There's no swiping. It's literally just a grid of guys, and it's like this guy is 16 meters away. Oh, this guy is really? 20 meters away. That's fucked up. It is fucked up, but it's sick for selling weed. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm must be saying miles, not meters. No, no, no. no, no. Meters. Bro, yeah, if probably, you're in an apartment oh, like you're building, in a party or some shit, right? or an apartment building, yeah, yeah. So they're above you, below you, or Damn. one of these apartments nearby. That's crazy. That's nuts. That is amazing for weed. For <laughs> you do see dealing? some nuts too, yeah. 
Is that their body? They just have their some, uh, some people got some sack going, yeah. Because that's damn. the other good thing about Grinder is that you don't need to verify your email address, so you can keep making new accounts. Mm. So you get banned as many times as you want. You just make a new account. So yeah. you're getting banned on Grinder too. All the time. So the gays just didn't like you. They just don't like the, the T's, I guess. <laughs> Wait, what I was the what the t- no the T's. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Like they want dick, yeah, 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 but yeah, they yeah. get weed instead, and they get upset. Some of them like, but here's the thing: is the customers that did lock down. I was only on Grinder for like two months until I built out a roster of dudes. And <laughs> yo, 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 super pause, super pause on the whole podcast right now. Hold on, hold on. Bro, yo, we were just watching some crazy territory right now. But listen, if Holy. you got if you got a weed dealer who came over to your house and it's this beautiful woman who's just your type, and she gives you some flowers, she flirts with you a little bit, she doesn't touch you. Didn't touch anybody. So you were playing gay, though. <laughs> I didn't. No, I wasn't playing anything. I was myself. I was, I was doing the same thing I'm doing now. I can't help it if someone caught feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's genius. It's a lot of free game for people out there. How did how did it get discovered that that's in your uh, Wikipedia? How did that come out? It's in the book. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All of this stuff is in the book. Someone just summarized the book. Nice. No. <laughs> Take this down. <laughs> what is this? That's the other fucked up thing. We'll get to it, but $20 million. It wasn't $20 million. That's insane. No, yeah, just close Oh, they're saying like the, the street value of shit? Yeah, come on. Bro, I hate when they, like, they find a pound of weed in the ocean. They're like, oh, yeah, street value of this is $10,000. It's like, Crazy. bro, like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, so now I'm selling drugs on Grinder, working at Vice. Okay, yeah, at that point. And then yeah. I meet Jimmy. <laughs> oh, <Grindr? laughs> no. Wait, 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 wait. There's a, a hard there. period at the end of that. There's put a, no put period. a big that was a pause on that. <laughs> nah, I don't know what he's talking about. I see what you try to do there, but I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, but uh, that was a really interesting time in the city to have been working at Vice because a lot of interesting things were happening with the culture and music. This is uh, post Take Care. No, post Nothing was the same, mm-hmm. but pre uh, that Beauty Behind the Madness from the weekend. That like the weekend at that like when the weekend and the Drake blew up and the amount of like small, like like small creators like Jimmy size or bigger or smaller, like there were so many of them that were all have movements behind them because that's even when like Tory Lanez came out because mm-hmm. Tory Lanez was like right after you. No, no, before, like, before, before you, I swear he was doing me, the yeah, freestyles before you, but then no, he never was, actually making no, music. He was doing a lot. He was doing. A, he was. Like, he was doing oh, a lot. so I just yeah, never yeah. T- tucked in. But yeah, then you had. Yeah. Um, like the like the six letter you had Raz Fresco you had all those guys mm-hmm. there was a lot there was a lot in the city um there was actually a really so cool much. collective happening that never ended up coming through of guys in Kensington Market but the interesting thing about that was all these guys you're naming are all downtown guys yeah which mm-hmm. you don't even see in Toronto anymore right now it seems to have everyone's Mississauga yeah well, even Mississauga or like certain hoods like uh Northside Jane yeah. Finch or Regent Park, like mm-hmm. those places have a bubbling core. But the actual core, like there's a Kensington Market group. You guys were. Uh, I call Esplanade. them 88 Glam, no? The Kensington Market guys? Plus Jazz Cartier. Yeah. So, oh, pl- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the three of them were supposed to be a yeah. trio. And okay. collectively, they all go on to do something impressive. Mm-hmm. But collectively, they could have been something great. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, but I feel like those like hoods, like North, like Northern Ontario, North Ontario hoods, like they all had music scenes. Like they just would never collab with the downtown guys. So right. their scene was separate, right? right. Cause like who's the guy from VO that he went to jail? I forget what his name is though. Uh, yeah, but he was like a huge rapper at, like at my time because I was going to Oakwood and everybody knew this guy and I forget what his name is. Vaughn in Oakwood. What's that? Uh, no, I, I'm gonna forget it. It's whatever. Yeah, I can't remember for the life of me. Who you're yeah, but no, he was huge. I forget. But like he, like he was like in my in my opinion at the time when I was in high school, 
the biggest underground Toronto artist, but that's only because he was local to that area, right? Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is the other reason I blew up because I was the only person talking about these guys who had these like million dollar uh, YouTube videos, but they're from Toronto that nobody else is talking yeah. about. Specifically, the first rapper I wrote about was Roni, who's a guy from Regent Park, yeah. and nobody was talking about him. And I said, hey, this guy's getting millions of views. He's from Toronto. He's 16 years old. Yeah. So stuff like that went a long way. So people recognizing the legitimacy of the scene. Yeah, no, for sure. It needs, it needs more of that because it's like, uh, like oh, he's yeah. saying, a lot of guys will be pretty big, but they don't really get that light shown on them sometimes. But we have more publications than ever before. Like oh, we yeah. don't have oh, noisy, yeah. but we have so many sixes. Thank so you. what do you think? I know, right? Ridiculous. <laughs> so what do you think? Like you and Vice were doing noisy as a group, as a collective was doing that was so much better than what media outlets are doing today. Well, I don't. So here's the interesting thing is I don't think we developed any artists as a result of my time at Noisy Canada. I think we tried. I think we definitely like gave guys the biggest opportunities we could. And a lot of people made of that what they they will. I mean, a really good example of this is a guy named Murder Beats. Yeah. Murder Beats is a guy that we were very early on. And the headline that I used is one that he would use in his resume going forward forever. And it was one that was kind of done in jest, but not really. We called Murder Beats the Canadian king of trap music. Or the king of Canadian trap music. And he is. And the, he is now. He when we wrote that, we were being a little bit facetious. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But and he was like you, the only guy working with those Southern trap was, artists. Yeah, Absolutely. and he was extremely yeah. white too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> extremely white. And this is, and this is, and now we're getting into like what Vice really promoted mm-hmm. during the time, during my tenure. Like um, Riff Raff, Action Bronze, and those types yeah. of guys. They're rappers you don't really see of a lot anymore but they all had huge huge followings because of the fact that they were able to lean into the audience that also enjoyed uh, the canadian king of trap music okay you, you know what i mean yeah yeah it all feeds off each other and that's that's just what i mean like it's just i would just like to see more like right now like you said with the, a lot of the six blogs they're mm-hmm. on it like you know they're super on everything in the culture but i would like to see it more from some of these mainstream media outlets you i know? feel like toronto artists back then though like 10 years ago had outside of toronto reach or outside of like canada reach i don't think a lot of toronto artists today have outside of canada reach. but even if you look at that that's it's almost like a thing in the industry in general like like fader doesn't really exist anymore like so many things that people used to use as outlets like don't really exist anymore. i feel like twitter kind of eliminated them it like not direct competition but a third party like source of information, that, right? Bro, just think about how many people come up like like let's say academics who start mm-hmm. like being yeah. a journalist on music for free, mm-hmm. and it's like he's not looking for a job; he's doing it himself. He's creating the content, mm-hmm. bro. If I'm looking for a job and there's another guy doing it for free, and it's like I, my company's just gonna take wind of what's going on, be like, why are we paying this guy when everyone's out here doing this for free? Let's just go find some young kid to do it for free too, or else let's just get out of this game. Because how are we gonna keep on paying people and it's not generating any money? But that's kind of like the whole music industry right now, too, right? Because it's like all, since streaming and stuff, you kind of see like the quality of music going down because yeah. these labels have to pay so much to make sure that the product is so good that you don't get like the natural talents anymore. Uh, I wouldn't well, say that. I, I, I don't want to say natural talents, but you don't get like those. Like, okay, this is how I would want to describe in the roughs. Because if you, I give you some pure Jerry juice right now, right, and it's at the bottom of the of the, the bottle, right? Because that's that's only a few artists. It's gonna be like high quality but once i start adding a bunch of water which is youtube and itunes and you know TuneCore, and you just up anyone could just upload music yeah. now mm-hmm. it starts to get more and more watered down i i would base it different on that just because like think about like something like soundcloud like prime soundcloud days there was thousands, tens bro. of thousands of artists uploading daily. Yes, but then you now, still now, found now, the Juice World. You still bro, found the XXS. No matter what you say, if there was tens of thousands back then, it's millions now. It's no, been growing. And no, but, listen, listen. When SoundCloud was new, people were still so excited. Like, oh, 
I could go and use SoundCloud to upload my music. It was still a new thing, but a lot of people who were just artists were like, oh, it's easier for me to upload my music now. Now people are like, bro, I could I could just record anything and upload it to SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever. It's just become more watered down. So I understand what you were saying that back then it was already beginning to get watered down. It was a half full bottle. Now it's all the way all the way watered down. Like it's all the way watered down. I, yeah. And the bottle's getting bigger. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I feel like the, the the cream will always rise to the top, I feel. Yeah, like. of you course, know what I mean? of course. The I, interesting thing is, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of money in music. Like, you probably know that getting oh, a million views sure. on YouTube doesn't make you a rich, rich person. Yeah. But I can tell you from firsthand experience working for a music brand is that is the lifestyle that companies want to buy into. So the people who do have the money, the beer companies, the soft drink companies, the energy drink companies, they want to buy into the music subculture. So mm -hmm. it's kind of weird that the culture is fueled by a thing that doesn't make money. Well, it's because of a lot of events, right? It, but it's just like they want you to associate having a good time with their product. Yeah. 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 So, see, like, me and Jimmy's talk about this, too, because it's like people don't really, like, the biggest artists today don't really do tours. Like, I shouldn't mm -hmm. say, like, other than the A-list, right? So, like, if you got, like, a little Baby, Lil Baby's not doing, like, a stadium tour because right. I don't think he's able to sell at a stadium tour. Mm -hmm. He has to do these festivals with, like, 10 other artists to be able to sell to 30,000 people. Always been like that. But, yeah, stadium tour is not the only metric for success. No, but right? even, like, like look, if, if Lil Baby came to Toronto, where would he be, like, like, um, you yeah, think he, he little baby's doing Budweiser? Fifteen thousand. I don't like. I don't know. Either I don't that think or so. by the docks. There. Well, maybe. Yeah, like, Champagne? yeah, that's what yeah. I was or thinking. What it's called now? I was thinking Rebel. Rebel. Yeah, I was thinking like he would do Rebel, and that's only like two thousand people, three thousand people. But he would sell the fuck out of it. He could do that ten nights in a row. Like, obviously not ten nights yeah, in a row, but literally, literally three nights in a row. Sell it but out the, all three nights. But the question is, but more he is like, like the newer. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What does a newer artist do? Like, you can't really do that. You can't really. Well, Lil tour. Baby is very new. That's why I, I only bring up Lil Baby now because he got huge during COVID. Yeah. To the point where like he's kind of at the top of the game, but you can never like he's the best example of. You'll hear his music everywhere, but you'll never see him have a show, which is like the weirdest disconnect. Because like what you're saying, these these labels are not labels. These companies want to buy into the product, so then like you can enjoy the time with it. Like if you have Red Bull signed to Little Baby, then at the concert, it's yeah. only going to be Red Bull. But well, it's like, well, Slava, I know you have a lot of personal experience. Like, what would you say? Like from when you went away to when you came back, what do you notice is like the huge differences in the music? How long industry? were you gone for at first? So I was gone 28 months, but I was months. I left Toronto for two years before that. So really, I haven't been in the city paying attention to it for about 10 years now. How you many? Mean, 10. Okay. You said two and a half. Like so two and a half months? I went to, yeah, two and a half I went to jail. Yeah. Then uh, like three years I was in Montreal. Oh, okay. You just weren't the story, the story came out in 2017, but I didn't get arrested till like 2019. So I had to like, I moved to Montreal and changed my name and got like a new identity and I was like just living a different type of life. That's mm -hmm. crazy. So you really lived a movie. Well, yeah. Like Catch Me If You Can type it's shit. It's a book for now. Yeah, <laughs> it's an audio book. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the Montreal stuff isn't very interesting, but I just say that to say that it, I have, it has been a while. Do you mean within Toronto? Or yeah, 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 being like, like around, like, yeah. you know? Yeah, so downtown is dead. Mm -hmm. That's really very. like my take. I, I agree. And I don't know how that happened. I guess it's like too expensive to live there and also be a creator or an artist now, but it, it drifted away a little bit because guys can make quality stuff in their bedroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's been the case even when we were around, but now you don't even need to go outside and like get your music out there. Just make something on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I that know. is outside now. 
I guess. Yeah, and it's that's, like, yeah. it's crazy you say that, bro, because it's like a lot of times I'll see people be like, oh, the streets is talking. And it's like they literally mean the fucking internet. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, crazy. yeah it's so crazy to me. It's like, bro, like, like almost like the streets is like dead. Like, you know, more or less, obviously it still is what it is, but I'm just saying that like, you see less and less of it. And the younger generation is more just like, nigga, I don't got to be outside. Like, I'm just going to be on the internet. And that's how they take it. Like, that is the new outside for them. Yeah, it's impossible to hear new music anywhere that doesn't involve a phone now. So you need to be somewhat connected. You're, mm-hmm. you're not really going to be walking around like a roller rink and you're going to be like, what song is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to discover a new artist out or, or take a CD from somebody on the road. Because if someone hands me a CD, the next time I'm even around a CD player, <laughs> it could be days. It could be days. Uh, I'll, I'll take it one farther. If you walk through the mall, everybody's playing. Every song is playing. Every store is playing a different Drake song. Yeah, depending on 100%. their mood. Yeah, it's like sometimes it's an angry Drake song. Sometimes it's one of the like dancey Drake songs. But it's all the same fucking artist, you know, yeah. in the entire mall. Yeah. So that's kind of where we live now. The algorithm has made it so like everything is flat now. Yeah. Or even when there is a new artist, it kind of gets over pushed. Like, I love Ice Spice, but she's a little say. bit too much everywhere. And now the next one is um Sexy Red, bro. I was in the car yesterday, and I was in the car only for like an hour and a half, and three Sexy Red songs came on. On where? And, on the radio, 93.7 WBLK. And I'm there with my daughter in the back, and she's talking about popping her pussy and how it's brown and shit or whatever the fuck color it is. <laughs> I don't know what she said. That's a remix. But all, <laughs> all I'm saying is I had to turn that shit off quick. And it's just like, yeah, like, a lot of that is just like, man, they over try to, like, push people into the spotlight so fast. It's like, let it grow organically, you know? But they're also pushing garbage. Like, mm-hmm. like I was saying on the drive here, I was we were listening to Donda, and I was like, there hasn't been a good album since Donda. Yeah, yeah. Like, but what you, he said is a huge factor in that, bro. The 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 interest mm-hmm. behind the music wanted to be on some like fun shit. So you don't really get a lot of like you don't good get a rock content. star anymore. There's no rock stars, like you know what I mean. So like even like the pursuit of being an artist isn't even what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone was to tell me like you can be Travis Scott, I'm like Travis Scott's kind of a weird dude. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be Travis Scott, like you know what I mean. And that's a rock star today. Yeah. It's like I would want to live like the life of like Jay Z back then i would want to live the life of like michael jackson it's like today you don't have that shit you don't have the that life st- of michael jackson the life of michael jackson yeah but while well, he was still black really yeah like well, he you know he's fucked up because they say his life was so shit bro like that's all perspective okay imagine being that rich like i just wouldn't have that fucked up bro, life. okay i was actually just talking about this earlier man i think sometimes people get so caught up with if i was that rich do you realize the responsibilities that come with being that person you have no time to yourself that's not true all right just go buy an island and have all the time you want the fuck? like, nah. saint, like little saint james <laughs> island or something <laughs> uh yeah see you live out your michael jackson fantasies well the, the weird thing about it <laughs> get, the gr- get on grinder out there bro i feel like uh the problem is like music isn't owned by musicians or even record labels anymore it's owned by tech companies and tech companies don't see music the way that other people did they probably see it closer to like how we see mushrooms where it's like, this is something that you can take to make yourself feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to be happy? Put on this playlist. And the way to achieve that happiness is not by having someone listen to a, a, an eight-song EP with, like, a solid intro that builds to, like, uh, a solid single in the middle and then a good outro. It's like a Burna Boy song that you can go like this to. Yeah. Or, like, a passion fruit type of song. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. And it's, then another one like that, and then another one like that, right. and another one like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's why labels are going to be prioritizing, you know, the Afro beats or the uh, dance hall stuff because it's, it's instant. Yeah, right? instant gratification. Yeah, it's not rap. But yeah. it's also like I feel like playlists though. Like I get exactly what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I feel like playlists is more of the reason why music is dead. 
But those like, playlists are tied to feelings. But it's like you do, when you're like half the time you're listening to playlists, you don't even check who this artist is. You'd be like, I like this song. No, no, I'll be I'll be checking, especially when I like it. I make sure I oh, download, no, but I, I okay. download it. I guess if you like it, but if it's just like a pass through song, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah, like not you know what I mean? And it's like that pl- that artist, yeah, he gets that one stream, but it's like he's not gonna get his returning customers. But when you have when you're selling albums and people are like, I like this album. Oh, this obviously I, I know I, this album is done by X. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm and gonna with, go with that, that being said, a lot of what ruins certain things like people be like, Oh, like the music industry is fucked right now, and it's like no one takes that blame where it's like it's the consumers that usually mess it up like obviously the artist is just trying to uh, uh, appease what the consumers needs are right so when you see a lot of this like right now even consumers themselves if you ask someone who their favorite artist is every couple of weeks it changes Oh, well. Something was in those vaccines, bro. Why does everybody love Taylor? What do you mean? So she's been the goat. Stop this. Stop like this. this. I never yeah, took no vaccines. Whatever crazy. they're doing, it's working. Whatever yeah. she's doing, it's working. But that's the only thing that I can think people would automatically agree on. If you're like, what's your favorite artist? Quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one will say anything to you. Like, yeah. all right, you're one exactly. of us. You're good. That's the test. That's the litmus test. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say, though, I just feel like with stuff like that in general, like being human is going to become more and more important bro like we see so much of this ai stuff on the rise and i say to you mm. all the time it's inevitable but it's like the actual human experience is going to become more and more important especially like look at a lot of these influencers bro like you're gonna start to wonder if some of these people are robots and that's the type of conspiracies you see popping up well, like, is this person a clone already, right? yeah is this person a clone are they a robot are they a lizard because it's like said, are they a lizard? bro you don't really see like that human experience pushed a lot right so being human is very undervalued right for the now. artist you think it's gonna be more important for the musician to be human no i think it's gonna be more important for the consumer to be more human with how they absorb things like you said mm. actually listening to a whole ep taking the time to feel all the sure, feelings as opposed be nice. to being like i want to dance right now so i'm just going to put, put on a dance playlist and it's like you know what happened to people actually sitting there and, and listening to music on their own or like you know going to the gym and doing stuff people say they do it but yeah these playlists and stuff and these algorithms are just taking everything over right well i would say like the fact that like what i was saying before you want to be a rock star it's like you can't be a rock star in today's age because the rock stars are supposed to be like hard to contact right like you're supposed to mm-hmm. only see them when they're outside like if they're living their day-to-day day, you don't know shit yeah. but now to be like a big artist you have to go on these podcasts you have to That's be right. like in this video like you have to do like a bunch of different things like on social media to stay like relevant relevant it's, in you, people's faces you, like, you're right for the most part and it's sad because most people follow that trend and like we get this perception that everyone's doing it so that's how you do it but brother just think back a few years ago when the, when the weekend came out and i understand that it was a different time 100 percent. but everything that everyone else was doing he was not doing I up don't until this day i don't think i've ever seen an interview from him hmm. so it's just like yeah you could you could stand out and be unique and it's actually that much better he's the biggest artist in the but world. he also had take care right so it's like he had the huge jumping off platform that i don't like, i don't know him from take care i know him from, house, from of house of balloons well, which was like, posted on the october's very own blog spot yeah mm. so it's like i knew like the first time i ever heard of the weekend was when people were saying oh drake's ghostwriter ghostwriter whatever and i was like okay and then i heard his like uh like i don't think it was house of balloons i heard first i think it was um but regardless, everything yeah. that you're saying doesn't have anything to do with like but it's the a, marketing no, I'm saying, side of things. But I'm saying like to get out there, you have to be like you have to do shit. Yeah, yeah. you have to do shit for sure. But like but he saying, had the biggest saying, jumping like, platform you can get for sure. All I'm saying is that right now everyone's on this like even some from some of my favorite artists, I see them do certain podcasts or certain blogs and stuff. I'm just like, I actually don't need that from you at all. If anything, now <laughs> I like you a little less. Right. Like, you know, it's like I don't. Just I be think yourself. that's just you. I think a lot like your average person will hear like Lil Yachty on a podcast and say, I'm gonna go listen to Lil Yachty. I don't really like his music, but I like him, so I'm gonna just like get through this album. Okay, this album wasn't for me. I'm never gonna listen to it again, bro. That, that's listen. fine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you don't need to do those things. You don't need to do those things. And if anything, 
when everyone starts doing it, now it's like, oh, you guys all just want to be famous. You're not doing it for any artistic reason. You're mm -hmm. just doing it because that's what you have to do to be famous. I think it's always what it's been. It's like, if it's not a podcast, it's a late night show. You but know that's what, what I'm saying to you. The weekend is the biggest artist in the world. And he never did any of that. But like everybody else has, like you're naming one person. But that's what I'm saying. The, when you are the one person who stands out, it makes you that. Okay, so much like if better. we're talking about the one-offs, okay. But yeah, let's get back. <laughs> no, because it's like sorry, just yeah. uh, there is a lot to be said about what uh, people get attracted to. They get attracted to the counterculture. That's what a uh, musician tries to sell, or that's what Vice tries to sell. And Rolling Stones, all those white blog pages. And it's hard to be countercultural because to truly be a countercultural musician, you're not online. And if you're truly not online, then there's no way anybody's going to hear mm, your music. I agree. What like the best musician could be sitting out in front of a Detroit McDonald's playing blues guitar. Yeah. But mm -hmm. he would just never have access to the audience because he's not online. So you need to play the game if you want to be successful. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just play it your own way is all I'm saying is that that's the best of the best. But of course, if you're just another artist, yeah, you have to do all these things these days. You have to go on the blogs. Megastar? You have to go on the podcast. That I would say that grew organically. Yes. No, just like objectively. I, I think so. Ice Spice right now is a no. megastar. Stop, stop Ice Spicy. Stop this, stop this, stop this. He's Bro, I've been hearing her like, everywhere. At no, the end of, the, end of the Barbie not, movie, you know who the first voice I heard? Ice Spice. Yeah. But and not, she just came out last year. But you're not going to put Ice Spice with like Drake, No, I'm not. Weekend, I'm not I, Kanye. He said megastar. I'm yeah, not yeah, putting yeah. her with those people. That's who I'm thinking of when you say megastar. Bro, like, but bro, those people had a first year as well. She's in her first year. She's a megastar? Yeah, for sure. For so sure. that would be the more recent so, one, Billie well, yeah, Eilish. Okay, so if she's if, if if you think Billie Eilish is a megastar, Ice Spice is 100% on her way to being that. Ice Spice could sell a show and have some vision. Like, 72 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Jeez. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to your story, actually. So now yeah. we just got off a of grinder. Regardless yeah, we did. Yeah, with great success. You couldn't yeah. wait to bring it back to grinder. Huh? <laughs> so, so we just got off a of grinder where you met other people that were grinding. Yeah. And like now you're at Vice selling. Like you're, you just made this deal with your boy. Now you're at, like you're selling this like this brick. How are you selling this? You, like what did you do after this? Like did you get like hooked to it? Like was it and that he's easy still to meet people? Like that's I met him around that time. Like when like when he was working there, and I met him through doing interviews and stuff with him. Like you know, right? So the scene is taking off. I'm working there at the perfect time because the scene is taking off, and I have these people. Shout out to Jermaine who are putting me on to artists and being like, you need to talk to this guy. You need to talk to this girl. Mm -hmm. Like he knows people in like Calgary. Right. Yeah. So I'm able to like turn out content. Now at Vice, my job was to create three pieces of content per day. And that's either I can write it myself, or I can outsource it to other writers. That's like a TikTok schedule. It was crazy. Yeah. Like in hindsight, it was really crazy. And my budget for editorial, that means I could pay people for writing $700 a month. <laughs> so everyone's freaking for free. 50 bucks. Holy shit. Which is how much I was paying. I, I was paid when I was freelancing yeah. up until my job. Right. Um, but Pretty much all this coincided and it's all happening at the exact same time. Like I uh, interview Murder Beats. He comes over. I go to see him at uh, his manager's apartment. And then on the way back, I'm selling weed. Like I'm doing yeah. everything at the exact same yeah. time. You know, so now my life is like work, fun, which is uh, social life, which is related to work. To and then like and selling weed on the side. So mm -hmm. I'm chipping off the brick. And I'm selling it to these gay guys for, like, one gram, two gram tops. Like, they're really just, like, yeah. more so for the company, right? These guys are not trafficking anything. Mm -hmm. So this is all within Parkdale, too. And I chip off the brick, and I make my money back, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. And, like, now I'm buying pounds instead of half pounds. So uh, I'm kind of doing that for about a year where I'm, like, juggling so, uh, the Vice like, and the— At that point, how much are you making from Vice and how much are you making from, like, drug dealing? So at that point, say? Vice, I'm making like $1,200 every two weeks. Not a lot of money. And that's really just going towards paying off my rent downtown. Yeah. So all the money I need to like eat or anything like that or pay for my cell phone bill has to come from selling weed. 1200 is 
very that's like that's less than minimum wage isn't it if you when you go down to it i would have been better off working at the mcdonald's down the that's street crazy. Yeah. for all the work yeah and, yeah. The, and the time put in because all right, that's, so, it's not a nine to five either mm-hmm. all right so everyone wants to know where do the heavy drugs start to come in so Okay. So, <laughs> when does it start to, to, to go up a tick? And are you smoking your product at this point? Yeah, yeah. I'm smoking for free. That's the so, other good that part. That was a good part. When I was, yeah. So I never actually like sold cocaine. So let's just go. go you never to touched it? Uh, no, I touched it. I did it. Okay. But I only, I never did cocaine before I worked at Vice. Mm. So I started doing coke at uh, some Vice Christmas party um, and everybody at the company had it. So it was just kind of like unavoidable. Mm-hmm. But the hard drugs came into play because as I'm doing this like grinder and making content thing, I'm keeping that spirit of like try, time to write negative to like get people to really start reading your shit. And there's only like one big player that is really in the city that you can write negatively about. So I start writing negatively about that camp and I burn my bridge quick, mm-hmm. right? Can you say the name or you just don't want it? I'm pretty, it's pretty clear. And anyway, as a a result of that, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to maybe start to pivot away from music because I'm living in Toronto and I don't have access to like the main characters. It's slim pickings. So I'm thinking, okay, it's time to pivot. Thankfully, um, there's just other people in my orbit. And one of the guys who was like a party promoter offhandedly one day says like, yeah, you know, my friends used to run this uh, shit all the way to Australia. And I'm like, wait, what? Tell me more. Pretty much the way it works is like these guys, they all met in university at McGill and they recruit uh, Canadian mules to go down into Las Vegas. And then they have a guy that they met who worked for the cartel who brings the shit into Las Vegas through the border in a truck mm. and gives these mules from Canada a new set of luggage. In that new set of luggage in the lining, like you can't see it, yeah. is uh, probably about like four kilos of cocaine. God damn. He explains how this operation works. And the first thing I think is like, okay, sign me up. You want, really? to, you want it to be a mule? I went. I was a mule. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I would never ask anyone to do yeah, anything I like, haven't done myself. Fair enough. You had to start at the bottom. You had to start at the bottom. So it's a free vacation. Uh, and also 20000 <laughs> crazy. And, and $20,000 oh. upon return. Oh, whoa. That's amazing. What the fuck? Right. So 20, this is the thing. That's what, what you would be making in Brother, a year you know at that what point. type of risk that is? But no, but at that well, point, if you're you making 1200 Not that big. We've come to find out. Two years in jail. Yeah. Over there? No, for yeah, what you did. Over there, too. Because really? the people that got caught, they came. So this, their story came out in 2017. They were back before I went in. But they were getting sentenced to like seven years and shit like that. I they got, just got sentenced out, to nine. Yeah, they didn't get right? out Like Whatever you get shit, sentenced right? to, it doesn't mean that's how much time you have to do, unless you're in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So at this time, you're making probably like... Like four, like fifteen thousand from Vice, and you're saying that for one trip, muling, yeah. you'll be making twenty grand. That's right. Yeah. Canadian or American? Canadian. Ugh. Because our money exchanges fairly with America, uh, Australian money. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, Slava, can you please explain the first trip that you did? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> he was nervous. He was shaking it. He was I, on a plane shaking it. So, okay, here's the thing. So, I <clears throat> at this first meeting with this guy, it's me and my co-accused. And both of us were like, this sounds great. Can we go together? And the guy goes, no, you need to be with a guy and a girl. Mm. So I'm with my girl at the time. My girl's like, okay, yeah, sign us up. And she had a friend for him to go with. So he goes first with the friend. He has a time of his life. You go through Las Vegas, okay? And everything is paid for. Yeah. So this guy goes to Vegas. He lays on the charm. He's with the girl. He's like, oh, it's our honeymoon. Can we do this? He got his room upgraded. <laughs> he goes to the bar. He has a threesome later that night. His trip is flawless. Here's the thing. Yeah, this sounds is amazing. This, is, <laughs> this guy's from Dubai, right? He's a brown guy. And he had just come back from Dubai to Canada, and then he was going to Australia again. 
So he lands in Australia, he opens up his luggage, and there's a piece of paper, and it says TSA. It's like, what the fuck? He looks on it, it says, this baggage was chosen at random for a TSA inspection. <laughs> We're sorry if some of the things were moved around. It's kind of racist. Brother, <laughs> absolutely. But it also means, yo, this is fucking foolproof. Yeah, because they, they went through his bag, and oh they didn't see it. Bro, this guy comes back, and now I'm pumped. Because I'm going with my girl. I'm like, okay, sick little... My girl goes, yeah, I don't want to go anymore. Oh, oh God. So you well, have to go get a no new way. girl. That, yeah, new free vacation was the next day. <laughs> well, it's That's kind of... This is the problem because now it's like it was cutting it very close. So I have to end up going with this guy who... Oh, oh grinder oh, all over again, bro. <laughs> this guy worse. went back to his grinder to find a partner. <laughs> even, <laughs> even worse. I went with my drug dealer oh. who was like this young black kid. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you fucked up. Right there is where you fucked up. You would have been better off going on Craigslist and finding a random white girl. Here's the thing. We still made it. <laughs> we still made it. So now, so uh, anyway, we go to Las Vegas. We definitely don't have the same time that my buddy had. We're staying off the I strip. I hope you didn't have the same time that your buddy had. Upgrade your suite. We're staying like off the strip, bro. I'm talking about like y- there's the strip, then there's a highway, and then there's a continuation of the strip, and that's where we were staying. Okay. So we're there. We're by the fucking Chick Fil A. That's what we're. No, not what's the one they have out there. The in and out. In and out. We're by the. In-N-O. I know exactly where you are. I've been in Vegas. Yeah. So we're like, okay, whatever. It's Las Vegas. We're finally we're going into Australia. It's like a t- fucking twenty hour flight, and like something happened with our routing. So I'm worried that it's like I'm like, hey, we're flying out of San Francisco instead of LAX. Is that okay? And the guy who's coordinating, he's like, uh, yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, should be fine? Like, what do you mean? Is it okay or is it not okay? The bag might get lost. <laughs> so, so we land in Australia. At this point, I'm on a jet forever, and it's, like, stuffy, you know? Are you, like, on the on the plane, though? Like, are you, like, shitting yourself? Yeah. Like, you have no option yeah, at that point. Describe like, what's watching, going through your head. Are you yeah. watching a movie or are you just no, sitting there in your thoughts? Like, the, the plane is, like, empty for some reason, and... I like curl up on one of those like three seat sections yeah. by the bathroom and I just like sleep for a little bit. I'm listening to Tame Impala because they're Australian and that's my logic. I'm like, if I listen, it's like checking in, right? <laughs> I'm checking in with Tame Impala on my way in. So listen, we get to the thing, we grab our bags, we're in, we're, and this is like the, around the time of Ebola happening. Remember uh, yeah. the big Ebola scare? So we go through and there's like a quarantine area to my right and the border guard that you have to give your passport to him, wheel the luggage up. And like our story is more or less, hey, this guy was just in a, like it's pretty close to the truth. Like I'm a vice editor. This guy was just in a show that we did and we're celebrating. So I've been telling that story to everybody, told it to her to check the passports. And I swear to God, when she gave us back our passports, she winked at me. So, I don't know. She liked you. Or maybe it was a plug, you know? Like, they have... Like the, it's the cartel you're talking about, you know what I mean? No, the for most, sure. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. in the world. And here's the thing is people... Separate cartels, but yeah, they have a lot of power, for sure. People will say, like, part of the story that really cheesed me, too, was the fact that they made it seem like it was not a, like, real operation. They made it sound like it was, like, crazy glued and shit and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Their packages were just as certified as mine was. I saw pictures and shit. <laughs> the reason that they went down was because they refused to meet up ahead of time and met up at the airport to swap luggage. Oh, my God. You do that, you're on the watch list. Yeah. If you yeah. swap luggage with anyone at the airport for any reason. Even if it's, it's an done. accident, yeah. Done. So there's they nothing that... think it's that, a bomb in there at that point. There's nothing that... No, you know it's, a, it's an illegal out. trade, like, you know? One or the other. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I got ahead of myself there. But anyway, I did the trip. I come back. I'm super pumped. But now people are like, wait, this guy went. He got a TSA package. This guy went with his drug dealer and it went through. This thing sounds foolproof. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much is. You know, they wanted to be put on. I put them on. I regret it. 
but uh, you get like a finder's fee. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I didn't because they didn't fucking do it right. Yeah. yeah. So and I didn't this make was any only money off. This is only just the the. This is the next thing that happened. This is like a month after I come back. Mm. Like I come back at the end of October. These people go at the start of December. And they fuck it up. And they fucked it up. And it's unfortunate, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess my point is, like, I didn't make anyone do anything they didn't want yeah, to do. They, they saw you, got jealous, and said, let me do it, too. Sure, That's on it looks them. easy. If it's easy enough that I did it, they thought that they so could So you it only did one mule run. Yeah. And that was, like, I, I'm upfront about my intentions. Had I never been caught for this, my plan was just to go to Australia every year. Wait, so you got caught for the other people fucking up? Yes, that's my charge. Okay, that's why they ratted, right? That's it. They all oh, ratted. Rats, out. rats. Were they white guys? Uh, no, it was like super diverse, and that was kind of like <laughs> that a was diverse to, group of rats. That was to my detriment because they paraded out my roommate, who was like a black guy. So they made it seem like a, the age-old vice story of like yeah, oh, vice yeah. token. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like live with this guy for a year in the hopes that like I would get a scheme popping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like no, right. the, the way that they painted it was like you were you had a bunch of little slaves yeah, going back and seem, forth from Australia. They made it seem like you couldn't work at Vice, you couldn't graduate out of being an intern if you didn't do this thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because none of the people that went were interns. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because like you're the Bro. only person with a name, so they're gonna paint the story. Like you know media, you work the media, so like you understand like they have that to find the story, value, right? Yeah, they have to find sure. the story somewhere. Oh, it's a good story. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I fucking wrote a book about it. <laughs> What's the book name again? Bad Trips, Slava Pastic. <laughs> Audiobook sounds way better. Cam Dryden, shout out to you. You're not gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He might. He might. He's he has guy. the patience to read seven hours straight. So shout out to him. Yeah. I think there's like parts in here where I quote future and Jay Z lyrics too, so I'm really excited to see what Cam does with that. Yeah, to hear him say it. Yeah. Cam's rendition of Move That Dope. <laughs> so you come back, you put these guys on, they go get caught. How long until like they snitched to, to you getting picked up type shit? So there was like, so they snitched immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, like fucking House of Cards. Which, like, again, nobody involved in the story is like a, a criminal, you know? Yeah, so yeah, you can't yeah. really like blame anybody for yeah. not keeping it solid. It's not big time gangster shit, except for like the, the main plugs. The yeah. main plugs, absolutely, who are good forever. Those guys are, mm -hmm. yeah. But and they're probably still going on. I'm sure they're not tripping. Like, did nah. they did they like threaten no. anybody or anything? No, we I, they saw me after the story came out and to make sure that I was cool, but they're like, this is the last time I'm going to see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. For How sure. Did what? They, they uh, gave the luggage. Like, he explained that earlier. So the okay so they did the exchange at the airport. Are you not listening? This guy's not listening. Yeah. So the, the the five people that went that was in, there's another section about like how they ended up mixing up. But some of the people that were gonna go didn't go, and it was kind of this weird thing. One of the guys that was supposed to go was supposed to be a group of six. One guy didn't make it out of Canada, so his luggage was already spoken for, and his luggage had to be distributed amongst those five. Oh, so they were trying to like split it up. Yeah. So there's three people who sent people. There was me, my co-accused, and then a third guy who is not involved in anything, but he's in the book. And <laughs> though that guy is two guys, one of that guy fucked up, that luggage had to be distributed, that distribution happened at the airport, that put all five of them on a watch list because they interacted with one another. When they got to Australia, their luggage got searched super thorough, and they found what they found. Imagine yeah, they they how brought the dog out for sure. Imagine how easy this shit would have been before 9-11. Like, without oh, yeah. the TSA, like, at every Bro, that's airport. That's why cocaine used to be so popular that's back in the day. That's crazy. Yeah, no, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. I never thought, like, I thought every all smuggling was, like, on foot or boat type shit, like you know what I mean? I never thought like people Bro, would be flying, but then before TSA, it's like it must be every easy as fuck. I mean, even yeah. now, I know they upgraded their security so heavy in Australia yeah. because like they kept bringing it in because mm -hmm. they didn't have anything, and they have like a booming economy, mm -hmm. and yeah. people can afford to pay like a like four hundred bucks a gram. Nowhere else to get coke in the world either. Yeah, it's a mm -hmm. fucking island. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
I, I feel like they had the climate to just start fucking producing it, but well, that's a whole nother thing, right? It's, it's a weird climate, like Australia. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking desert climate for the oh, most okay, part. Yeah, right? it's not like isn't tropical. isn't coke like no, um, mm-hmm. only it born like only grown in South America? Uh, I don't know if you could grow it anywhere else. I think the conditions are just perfect yeah, and for I, it. I'm pretty sure that's the only place it's ever been. Because I remember they found coke in like the pyramids, like in um. In yeah, like the Egyptian like, tombs, and they, and they said like that has to be from like no way. the yeah. South Africa's, yeah. and they're like they're saying they had to be able to cross the oceans at that point because they found they're it's, it's an originated mm-hmm. from the, that plant originated from South Africa and and the Egyptians they like to tweak they like to do a lot of drugs man they they, yeah, they yeah, boys were tweaking tweaking okay so <laughs> when you're moving this like are are you like like uh, are you like a heavy partier at this point before you start like smuggling and shit like when you're at Vice and you start doing coke and stuff are you just like Three nights a Whoa, week. Okay, wait a minute. When you're at Vice, just doing coke and stuff. Now you're making him sound like a cokehead. <laughs> no, he's no, well, here's the thing. He got on coke from Vice. Yeah, because a lot of okay. So here's the thing: is uh, we're skipping a very important part, which is I started working at Vice, and then they got like two hundred million dollars from Rogers. Mm. So they build out this whole new studio, mm. and a big part of this studio is a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just your regular bar. I'm talking a fully stocked beer deliveries every week. Part of working at Vice is chilling at Vice. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you go there, maybe you put a little Kahlua in your morning coffee, maybe you have a beer with your Uber Eats at lunch, and maybe you stay from five to nine, ten. Maybe oh, it's a it's a Thursday. Let's go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're right on Queen West or in Liberty Village. Let's go uh, to the Gladstone or good any old of days, other. man. Yeah. No, days. it was the same, like the same thing we were talking about last week because I was saying how uh, like the Lizzo situation. I was like a lot of those side jobs and stuff are based off of friendships that you have at work, right? Yeah. So it's like you need to become, like you need a network inside your network to be able to get the better opportunities and shit. And maybe not even like to get opportunities, but just to like not go crazy mm. from the amount of work that you guys, like, okay, everybody, all of us have to write three pieces of content today. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? You start off bitching to one another and then you develop a camaraderie. Mm-hmm. But that camaraderie, I came to find out, start stops and starts when you walk <laughs> through the, the, the doors, door, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like those so people, you feel like a lot of people turn their back on you when when uh, the shit hit the fan? Yeah, but at the same time, they have no loyalty or allegiance to me as a person. They just, like, appreciated the fact that I was the Vice guy. Did you ever have, like, a friend at Vice that ended up writing a story about you, like, about this? No, no. no my best friend at Vice was a guy I committed this crime with. Oh. Uh-huh. And do you not talk to him anymore? Uh, legally, I have to tell you that, yeah, I don't talk to him Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's actually what I meant. Like, you guys aren't allowed to associate. <laughs> We're not. Well, he also, like, he got found guilty, but he hasn't finished... He hasn't even gone in. He's on mm-hmm. bail. So my shit's done for the most part, and he hasn't even started his. Because, uh, Which is a little unfair if you ask me. Well, if you <laughs> have well, money. He, he was free, but he like you never knew COVID was coming in, you know? Go to canlee.org, C-A-N-L-I-I.org. Another one of your jail websites, bud? This one, I see <laughs> one N, L-I-I.org. Do you know what this website is? No. This website lets you look through the legal records anywhere in Canada. Now, you see where it says document text? Uh, P-A-S-T-U-K H-O-V Oh yeah, it'll probably find it up there uh, H-O-V uh, same, wor- same word No it's space my last name No space That's crazy, there's an actual pastic somewhere They stole that shit from me Yeah, that first one, Lalji <laughs> It's your cousin so that's so it has your whole case. So the, the the one right below it has my case. This is his Whoa, case. Oh, that's crazy. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. You can see if people ratted. Yeah, this is like. Oh, see where it says conclusion? Whoa. Yeah. See when it was released? Wait, so he oh, just, shit. what? No, so he's, he was, and he's just chilling. So you got fucked more than him? Well, 
fucked his yeah i went to jail it's rolling, like, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean like it really comes down to like what would you prefer would you rather go and get it over with or would you rather have it hang over your head but is it like is it, but it says point, released on no this this, this was released. Oh, this oh, was released. Okay, okay. he hasn't even gone in yet he's That's gonna appeal up. it he's, this, he's gonna be an old man by the time i would he make my in. lawyer just say at this point it's old news. <laughs> right, right. That is probably what he's going to try to do. And that's the uh, reality in Canada. If you have enough money, you can beat any. Yeah. 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 Well, that's and that's not just Canada. That's even anywhere. realistically, as his lawyer, I would say, like, come on. He's already had to live with the burden. Mm. He's been he's been ostracized. You know, people look at him as an outcast already. He's already served his time. Mm-hmm. Go back to that, to his for a second. I want to just, uh, and then look for my name. Control F. It, it should already be there because it's, uh, yeah, scroll down, down, down. To where it talks about how, because they called me into friggin' uh, testify next one, yeah. Because I got out on parole, and then the next day I had to go to this fucking thing. That's crazy. Wait, so next one, next one, it's if, down at the bottom. Like, a, I guess, like, oh yeah, right here. Whoa. So he's oh, found he, guilty. Hey, hey, I see. Hey, he's you an like extremely that. reluctant witness. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just wants to say, hey, guys, I'm not snitching. Let's put that on record. Hey, Let's just honestly, put that on record. More, more, people, more people got to stand on Bro, that. Screenshot like, this, bro if you're all clip. doing something together, come on now. Like, But whatever. I'm not going to get into whoever was a rat, but it's not cool. If you're the last person to go to jail for something, that's probably a sign that you didn't snitch on anyone. That's a fact. But also, it's like... If Canadian like if like if people know how good Canadian prison is, there's no reason to snitch. Like you know what I mean? Like especially not like hindsight 2020. After talking to you, it's like if that shit ever happened, it's like why am I snitching? If I'm just gonna go chill, bro, let my you, boys like, off. That shouldn't be the reason to it not is. snitch, bro. The reason why you don't snitch is to get <laughs> consequences. What do you mean? Jail even in that bad, well, nigga, take it on the chest. That's absolutely the case. Is like that should be. That is why people snitch. People mm-hmm. snitch to get less to reduce time. time. Yeah. And in Canada, that doesn't work like that. And in Australia, to be honest with you, it doesn't seem to work like that either because there's one guy who stayed super solid the whole mm-hmm. time of the five. And then there's one guy who sang every chance he got. You know how much less time that guy got, the guy who sang? Three months. Literally three months. Yeah, that's what I thought. Literally three months on like a 28-month sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's is crazy. That, and is it's that like worth you it still you? got off. So you got five years early. You know what right? it is, too, though? Yeah, they, uh, everyone kind of got the same I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to give no advice to rats. But rats are the type where they start snitching before they have their deal in place. And then they're just looking at it like, oh, yeah. okay. All that well, information yeah. I just gave you for free, can that count towards? <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Yeah, like <laughs> you have to so withhold stupid. something. Yeah, they're so stupid. But no, whatever. I get it. Like, bro, this just happened to me before. It's like the people just love to talk. Like, pe- Some people, like, they're, they're so scared. They're like, their automatic reaction is tell the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah, And it's like yeah. those people are just like, they should never be in this. Like, and some people are programmed to be rats as well. Like, they think like once the truth is out there, it's better for everyone. Well, cop, like, aren't know? cops allowed to lie to you about shit? It's a, it's a yeah, old, of course. You, that's yeah, old to, like, to like get a confession. And then they say, you, you know, you know, you know, fucked up, right? Yeah. You, you know, you fucked up. <laughs> You're like, you know, this could all go away if you just like tell us, I'm 28. Oh, that's not as fun. Yeah, this yeah. guy is like... He's, he's Did you idiot. hear what he was saying man. about The weekend? Where the first time he I heard about us? No, bro. Yeah. His line was the first time I listened to him, which is two years after House of Balloons. It House makes, of Balloons it came makes out you sound yeah. like a baby. Bro, House of Balloons <laughs> came out when you were in like grade 11. I was in like grade 9. It's like, I'm not listening to The weekend in grade 9. I'm listening to Drake. You, or, you, sorry, you Kanye. Coke at grade 9? No. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, I only did Coke once. I only did Coke once. I love The weekend. I never did Coke in my life, but hey. It's such a weird thing, like that black people don't do coke. Like, I, like again, I'm not one to say like, oh, you should. I'm just saying like, okay, for me, it's like I'm not even close minded. First of all, mm-hmm. like if it was a psychedelic, I probably would have already done it by now. Coke is, is 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 just like a, uh, it, it just Bro, fucks a, up your serotonin. Imagine and shit. like and Red Bull. What, what I see from people doing it and stuff is like, nah, I don't want that. But imagine like a Red Bull, but like 10x. That's what coke is. 
All right, that's cool, man. Bro, you Honestly, like for Red me Bull, too, it's you? just more of a cultural thing, bro. Like when when white people are like, oh, like we don't wear baggy pants. I'm like, cool. Like, so I'm not you gonna push that on them. So you do crack? If you if you want to no. talk about cultural things, bro, I, bro, don't. <laughs> Like, I'm a, I'm a nigga. What are you talking about? Why would I do crack? Do niggas do crack? Like, what are you talking about? You know what's big in the gay community? Is uh, uh, GHB and meth combined. What's GHB? GHB is a date rape drug. Mm. But if you give it to yourself, you, like, pass out. But if you do that with meth, it's called mud and tina. That's fucked. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that, but I never knew that's what it was. Yeah, I found out because people kept asking me for it. I'm like, I sell weed. That's so fucked. Up. <laughs> I sell weed, bro. I seen oh, so someone. The on, gays were asking yeah. for you. Yeah, that's crazy. I seen someone. God rest his soul. He's dead now, but I, he he did G on purpose and pulled up to the party on us. I was like, this what nigga is fuck? tweaking, tweaking. Like, nah, bro, that's, that's not a good drug to do. I would not recommend anyone do that drug. No, GHB is bad, bro. GHB is like at the end of. Is a that night. like a roofie? Yes, yes, yeah. yes that's yes. exactly what it is. But you're giving it to yourself after a long night. You know, like when you do too many drugs and you're like, oh, I just need to go to bed. Yeah. You're going to G yourself out. It's fucking weird, That's man. That's weird. But, like, what, but okay, this, this is going to be drug school because I'm like very naive. Is it oh, Xanax like that too? Like, no, isn't it knock Xanax you out? Xanax is a benzodiazepine. So Xanax is more of like, I don't actually know how this all works, but it's not like a perk. Perks are different. Perks are up. It's a super downer. It's a super perks downer. Perks are downers too, aren't perks they? Perks are downers? Oh, I aren't thought. they? Uh, I couldn't tell you what a perk. A perk, you feel it. Perks a pain a perk, Yeah, you feel it. So, so I don't know I don't know to call it a if downer it, no, if, it's a, if it's a painkiller, it's a downer. It's like heroin and shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But so, perks you be feeling on your skin, a Xanax is like you just like your mind and your anxiety go away. Like you're just tired. Yeah, of I just a did a Xan 15 hours till I land, you know? Yeah. Half a Xan, I think, right? That's crazy tolerance. That's pathetic, bro. Yeah, that's what everyone Half a Xan, bro? I'll do half a Xan right now. <laughs> well yeah the thing with xanax is like for plane rides perfect yeah perfect yeah but like that's what you like you guys are saying this uh g or whatever just knocks you no, out no, you no. can't do g on the plane g? <laughs> yo bro g makes you tweak like if, like, if you fight through it if you fight through it and you stay awake yeah. you're tweaking and yeah. and other than that you like bro it's a date rape you see what people are trying yeah, to do yeah, like yeah. it makes you like oh like i don't know where i am take care of me like that's the most fucked up thing is like and this is the other thing about prison is a lot of people are addicted to shit and it's because it's being given to them because let's say you robbed uh, a pharmacy because you're addicted to oxycontin they're not going to give you oxycontin in jail because it's going to feed your addiction so there's treatment plans for people they put them on suboxone they put them on methadone and they got addicted to that shit that's exactly right so fucked it is fucked but like i prefer that to like just giving them the stuff oh clean. yeah yeah because yeah. if but you go not clean, fucking well yeah if you go clean clean, you can die off, yeah. rehab them yeah, yeah. well can't you couldn't you die if you get off of heroin some like, people not, yeah. my whole thing is like issue? that's natural selection when it comes to the cold turkey thing oh, if you're that kind of podcast yeah i agree <laughs> like if you can't like survive the rehab process the way that we give it to you, you maybe you weren't meant to be alive. Yeah, I don't know. if you can't handle a slightly less strong drug without dying. No, but he's saying like cold turkey because yeah, like isn't that? Oh, you're saying cold yeah. turkey? I think they just put some cold turkey. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I heard like alcoholics. If you go cold At turkey, they can die. Off. Bad, bad alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. like you, some guy who's been drinking whiskey every day for sixty years. Yeah, if you yeah. just take them off of alcohol, they'll die. Type shit. That's when drugs get really uh, dangerous. Though, is when you're not doing them to get high, but doing them to like establish a baseline. Yeah, to establish yeah. a baseline. That's where you're like, oh, I'm not myself unless I smoke in the morning. Yeah, I don't mean to to you know be a hater on people who are out there super addicted, but it just means your mind is weak. Yeah, get out of your tent and get a job. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, imagine just scrolling TikTok for fifteen hours, doing the same shit, melting your brain. No, it's yeah, the same thing. If you're, if you're addicted to TikTok and all that shit, it's the same thing, man. Your your, your willpower is not there. You TikTok's bad. Willpower. It wasn't even around when I went in. 
I mean, it was, but like it was no, kind of like was niche. musically, wasn't it? Now it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think, Everything I think it was Vine when you went in. No, no wow, Vine. Go you're wild, bro. Yeah, it was <laughs> Vine. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair it went enough. crazy, crazy. I yeah. sounded super old right there. You know what's funny? The Vice <laughs> office, the one that they got all that money from Rogers to build, that's yeah. now a TikTok office. Oh, really? Gosh. Which it's is like emblematic of how things went. Eh? <laughs> that's just crazy to me, though, that they like squandered $200 million. That's a lot of money. They didn't squander it. They just they spent it. That's Listen, Canada, at the end of the day, did you ever get any money from like any of the Ontario grant programs? A little bit. Yeah. Like, did they squander that money? No. They just invested it in a creative. And I'm just saying if I got a twenty two hundred million dollar grant, I wouldn't be sitting on my ass right now. I wouldn't be like pockets turned out type shit. That's all I'm saying. It's like what did they invest it in? Like, you know, mm-hmm. a bar you're saying. So yeah. it's like that's yeah. crazy. They well, hired a lot of people. Well, I wanna ask you something now. What does your future look like now that you're I'm assuming done mewling? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Are you done with Grinder as well? Ah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that one too. <laughs> so, are you gonna try? Like, I, from my third-party perspective, I feel like if you did something of the sort of noisy, like yeah. on a scale, obviously, I feel like because you you have the name and the rep, uh, the like the recognition, yeah, you could potentially start something like that back up and do it better because you have the inside scoop on everything. But You're, I don't know. Like, well, you your had plan? your podcast. You want to tell us about your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we'll get to that. But here's the problem: is like Vice's problem was that Vice thought that they were making content for Vice. They weren't. Yeah. They were making content for YouTube, and that's something they never really understood. Mm-hmm. Their whole business model profited YouTube much more than it ended up profiting them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the lesson to be taken from this: is you have the opportunity to go out there and make your own content because the same platform that Vice used is available to you. Mm-hmm. So I have a YouTube channel and I've been talking about uh, just being in jail for like 15 videos and yeah. one of them took off and now I'm like uh, 300 hours away from being monetized. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So that, uh, like Jimmy said, I have a, my own podcast that I do with two guys who worked at Noisy with me. So Shout the guy that launched it, Drew Millard, and then he hired me, and then I helped introduce Trey to it. So the three of us make up Noisy as a collection. The podcast is called Nersey. Mm. So it's a play on Noisy. Play on words, yeah. And it's like Jersey with a N at the start of it, and it's like a music-type podcast. But, like, yesterday we just talked the shit for two hours about, like, masculinity. It's in the same way that there's no formats. Yeah, what yeah, you guys yeah, are doing yeah. Just bullshit. It's a conversation. Yeah, bullshit with your yeah. boys. And that's the beauty of this is like we don't have to do anything like Vice. Mm-hmm. We can do our own thing because we have the exact same platform. So what's your podcast called? The podcast Nersey. is called Nersey. Nersey? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So you can find it on like Instagram, YouTube, all you that You can shit? go on Nersey.com and find it there too. And then the Perfect. the YouTube is Slava P so, on that. But I'm saying, would you ever, the same way you were outsourcing back then mm-hmm. to get like writers drop three articles a day. I feel like if you could, like, if you can click back into that mode, I would never would, go back to written. I no, not at all. Huh? Even yeah. with even with this book, I know the numbers behind the book and what it sells, and I know that w- the audiobook has been out for one month. We've sold more audiobooks than we sold real books already. That's great. There you go. Okay, well, I like I, I'm gonna just throw an idea out. If you actually like it, we can cut it from the pod. But what if you did like three writings? But instead of actually getting a written, get hire like hot girls to read it out on TikTok. And hot shit. girls first, but I'm just gonna say though, you keep bringing up interns and Slava doesn't have a good history they weren't interns, interns. <laughs> they, weren't interns. <laughs> they weren't interns but I'm saying like you get like attractive girls to just sit in front of a camera like a TikTok and mean, read you, you go on that love and no, lust no, no, in prison no. and no. love and lust in prison let's read the no scroll down a little bit bro it's right there yeah that a video about gay stuff in Canadian prison yeah and then let's read the comments there I'll show you how dedicated my fan base is yeah uh, no but like I, I I get that but I'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> 
My point is, if I did uh, something like that, I wouldn't get Hot Girls to read it. I would read it myself. And I would do something like that, but it would never be written. So I would do something of what you're talking about and make like a YouTube video essay series. Mm-hmm. And I have an idea for something I want to do with that too. But it's not hot girls. It's me. Do you think I should get a hot girl? Like yeah, person. Like no offense. Damn, bro. but it's just like clickbait, like material. Like you I see, think, no, no, you see I a think hot girl. She doesn't even have that. As a part of it, I think like maybe there could be like some videos by a girl, some videos by you. This guy's gorgeous in his eyebrows, bro. (laughs) He's very handsome and good looking. Keep reading, bro. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely one of your grinder fucking customers, bro. You know what's weird is not a single person has made that connection. Not a single grinder client has come forward and been like, "Hey, that's crazy." That guy was going by to me the whole time I was there. I had an alter ego, and it was Dale Parks. (laughs) Because I'm in Park Dale. <laughs> not a single person was like, "Yo, Dale Parks, you're Slava P." I didn't they know. They wouldn't. That. They wouldn't even think like this guy's not Asian. Why is the last name Parks? <laughs> the fuck? Well, you really think I can't? I don't have the chops to host my own video essay. You think I should no, get a big no, titty bimbo? I'm, t- I'm not. T- I'm saying you can still do your your uh, like your YouTube and everything. What but if I'm I put saying on a wig. But like, think about like when you when you're saying back in the day, you have three or two writers and yourself write an article, three articles a day. Yeah. If you did those three articles a day, obviously they're probably not going to be as in depth as your YouTube content or your other content. It's more like surface level. I'm gonna get this story out, and the people that are just getting the story out make those clickbait. I hear what you're saying, bro. But do you no. care about articles? Do you read articles? I, like, but no, I'm saying all, all the time in our group chat, someone will send a, like an interesting story. That's just I watched like, the video about it though. But that's what I'm trying. Like, obviously, it's not gonna just be a girl in front of a camera. You're gonna have graphics and shit. But it's like that's the worst part about if you go to any of my old articles. Vice did this thing recently where they like had AI do narration on every article. So yeah. if you go on the articles, like listen to this article instead, and some AI voice reads it. To yeah. You. See, How often do you click play on those? I no, but I don't. See, if it was a hot girl, that's what I'm trying to. Like, you guys aren't understanding the concept <laughs> of hot girls. Like, bro, like they like. Big, bo- big booty girls big make the rock and girl world go round. bimbos. Yeah, yeah. No, what it would if they're work, obviously. Uh, I wouldn't watch that. But more people, <laughs> but more people would, right? If it's if the name of the game is literally to get as many uh, eyeballs as possible. That is true. You we're gonna get this. Dylan Mulvaney to read you an, uh, a chapter of Bad Trips. Oh no, Dylan Mulvaney's kind of like used up and washed out now, right? After Budweiser, no one's made a single deal with him. Um, I don't know. I don't really keep up. Yeah, with, uh, but it's with like stuff. he kind of tanked that cold company. The company's down like thirty percent and shit. Like I was he- talking to someone yesterday. It's crazy. Like we really kept beer sales alive as Vice for like two years more than we should have because mm-hmm. the whole company was founded on beer sales, pretty much. It's okay. like we need to sell Molson, we need to sell Budweiser, mm-hmm. and that was the only uh, beer commercial for two years that millennials watched. And then millennials like, wait, we don't have to drink beer anymore. We can drink uh, La Croix. And White Claws and shit. I love that shit. White That's Claws? another thing I missed out on. Seltzer was not a thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I went away. That's a huge difference. And for I was sure. on the phone. I'm like, how does it work? Is it like it's vodka flavored coolers or it's like a type yeah. of beer? Nobody could give me a straight answer. Did you ask somebody like, is it gay if I drink it? I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Bro, I was watching RuPaul in jail because there's no sports, right? And I want to see some guys watch athletes. Sports? I'd rather watch RuPaul. (laughs) (laughs) These are athletes up there, bro. You see someone, like, dancing in heels to, like, Kylie Minogue? That's more impressive than anything that Norm Powell has ever done. When you went, when you came out... I bet to differ. (laughs) Norm Powell is trash. When you came out... What Why phone did you have? disrespected Norman Powell for no reason on the show right now? <laughs> Wait, I didn't have like a flip phone. I came out to like a like I was in for like I had iPhone a, six. I had a Pixel three. Now I have a Pixel five. I, I skipped one. Ah, yeah. bro. Like I don't know. Like I feel like prison's such a time machine. It is weird. Like the one thing that changed was now everybody pays with their phone. Like oh, you just yeah, tap your phone on the. Yeah, that's the only real difference. Has there any been anything that since you came out 
you haven't adapted to? Like you think like no. this is weird. I don't want to do that. Uh, just being on TikTok, I guess. Like yeah. I don't I don't go on TikTok because well, I feel men aren't on TikTok. Yeah, it doesn't feel like something I should yeah. do. Were you forced to get vaccinated in prison? Yeah, so it was Ooh. kind of fucked up because I wasn't forced, but in the same way that you guys weren't like forced, mm. it was like yeah, okay. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't go on work release. Which is like I went out to like the Legion of Bala and like painted their walls yeah. for the day, but you can't do that if you're not vaccinated. And if you can't do that, then it looks bad on your release plan because you didn't go out in the community. That's crazy. So they, but they're not forcing you to get vaxxed. And there was one guy who actually stayed solid. He didn't get vaxxed, and I know that he, but he's like doing a long, long, long time. Yeah. So yeah. he had the freedom. But if yeah, you're like, I was trying to get any competitive edge possible to get, to get out of there out. as for, like i found out what's the earliest i can get out okay that's my date and now. you have to work this many hours like that's to my get date out. that's right damn that's crazy bro they really be fucking shit up and but the other you know what else is fucked up uh the only time i've ever voted was, was in, in jail ah because uh there's nothing to do and you were more engaged in like if that's cp24 and shit i'll watch those vote the liberals bro the vote liberals you vote liberal as a prisoner yeah now as a free man no because now my tax dollars are going to these prisoners <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> i can't tell if he is or he isn't no, but no, bro, you MVP, have a, bro you have a very interesting life like you, I'm definitely gonna get the book or on audio book. Yeah, I'm listening to it. Like how it said seven hours. Yeah, I can crush you don't it. Have in to like do it all at once. Yeah, yeah, I'll be crushing like two days to, to drive out here for him. Or bro, I'm going. No, I'm going on a road trip to uh, Nashville, so maybe I'll just throw Same it on word. there. What are you yeah. gonna do there? Bachelor party is gonna be fucking lit next weekend. Oh, he says go. it's gonna be download grinder. I know you and your friends. It'll bro, be all right. You know how many white <laughs> girls are in Nashville, bro? Fair enough. The, the Beckys will be. On point for and sure. And they I'll love fat people out there, so it's like I'm. Oh, I'm winning. Do you like country music? Fair enough. No. Nothing. No. What about uh, Oliver Anthony? That that new song, yeah. North. Uh, what is it? Richmond, Richmond North and North? Uh, Richmond North of Richmond. Pull up the clip. Richmond North of Richmond. Bro, why you like, Hold on. Why are you acting like it's a tongue twister? It's Richmond North of Richmond. That's okay. the name of the song. Oliver okay. Anthony. It's on YouTube. Just go on YouTube and search up the song. Let's listen Rich to men. it. Richmond. Yeah. Bro, this song like Jimmy. This guy is the first artist. No, he has a YouTube video, bro. It's all good. We're gonna wrap around. We're gonna wrap yeah, along. Don't matter. It's like karaoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like this guy is the first artist, first ever to to uh, debut billboards at number one. That's never been on billboards before. Hmm. Like talking about this, I, we just talked about this on my podcast yesterday. This song—it's amazing. It's an amazing song. I, like it's it? just organic. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah, only like it's yeah, play it. It's only like two minutes long. It's amazing. Fuck these comments. Let me see the lyrics. You can hop in the remix. Mm -mm. I'll leave it to him. He did his thing. I want the like Freedom Convoy remix. <laughs> I was telling Misha to put it, put this on behind yeah. a trappy with some ad libs. Honestly, oh, I, that's know. where I could imagine him performing a song like this in front of the Freedom Convoy. <laughs> Fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. That shit was crazy in hindsight. Amazing. Like watching all that shit play out. 
on TV where you have no other perspective. I'm like, I don't believe this. Like, I I'm know, watching right? this. Like, there's no way. No way this many people There's no way it's true. And then the fucking government tries to call them fucking Nazis. Bro, that was the weirdest Holy thing. Holy shit. Russians. No, they started off calling them fucking Russians, <laughs> and then that didn't work. They're like, oh, uh, MAGA. They're MAGA, actually. Yeah, but the like, funniest fuck, thing about man. all this is, like, exactly how you guys went straight to the Freedom Convoy. This isn't, like, a literal, uh, like a liberal conservative thing. It's literally, like, a populist thing in the sense that, like, Fuck the government. It's not like yeah. fuck the liberals. It's fuck the government oh, in yeah, general. That's the what the freedom yeah. convoy was too. It's like fuck the government. Bro, fuck it's the like, government. Fuck capitalism. Like fuck oh, your job trying to pay you minimum wage. No, this fuck guy, capitalism. This guy's bro. a socialist. Though. It's I mean, not about being a socialist. I just think that there should be a, some type of fucking taper on it, bro. Look at right now with the groceries. These CEOs just got caught on audio saying we're going to always as long as we can get away with it raise the prices of groceries as much as we can we don't care about what people could afford as long as they're still buying it we're going to put it out well for that's that the, price. that's the definition of afford though no brother people are going broke right now if you if you are so out of touch that you haven't seen that a lot of canadians cannot afford no, to of live course right now. i can see I, I know what you're saying but it's like what they're saying is with the capitalist view of we're going to charge what people can't can pay and that's always yeah, been what okay, it's been but bro so but no that that first of all that's illegal it's price gouging it's literally called price gouging and it's illegal hold on let me finish let me let me fucking land okay if you if you think about it bro like these these companies what they provide is food so first of all food is a necessity right and for years there was for the last couple of years they were saying that um oh no there's food shortages and stuff like that that's why the prices are going up but they've been re recording record profits so if, if 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 you all think that that's good and cool for our country, I definitely don't. Okay, well my thing is, it's impossible. I don't know how you do it, but it's impossible to hold a stance of fuck government but pro socialist. That makes no sense because you need the government to impl implement that. So the same way you're saying you need to put these restrictions on these like companies, that the only people putting restrictions on this is government. Obviously, but I, I never said fuck government. Like I don't want them to exist. I just mean fuck them like in the sense like you guys need to do better. You guys need to do better and be more I, on top I, of your I, shit. I, and I their whole job is to take care of the people. That's what our tax dollars go towards, them taking care of us. Well, they're not doing that. No, that's not what our tax dollars... Like, that's what they're supposed to do, but our tax dollars are literally worthless. Like, they don't they don't help with anything. Like, they pay these people to have jobs to hire people to go do that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the, the whole, like, um, in San Francisco, how they have people that are making $250,000 a year to solve homeless problems, and it's only been getting mm -hmm, worse. Exactly. It's like the same concept. It's like they don't put their money in the right places. They don't actually do anything. But that's why people like me, like the populist movement, would say, fuck government in general. Like, people have always, like, in human history, has always gotten by. We have the biggest government in like humans have ever seen before, and it's like somehow it's getting worse. Like that, there has to be a correlation there. And I thought we live in a democracy. Is is, is a capitalist society or is it democracy? Well, capitalism, capital well, capitalism yeah, is, and democracy are two world. different things. Yeah, it's an so we live in a democracy, world. right? Yeah, yeah, democracy just okay. means like we you get vote to, in an NDP guy. Yeah, and like, he would he would like do, make it more socialist. Yeah, I mean realistically, the market uh, decides what something is worth. Right. Yeah. And uh, stuff is expensive. But as long as people keep paying for it, I guess it works out. And that's what I'm trying to say. That's the definition of affordable. But that, but, but as long as someone can pay for bro, it. Bro, so what? Should everyone? That's what I'm saying. We literally all have to come together and like boycott groceries for three days. No, it like, to change well, anything. Because it's like, bro, if you're saying as long as they could sell it, they're going to keep doing it. What are you supposed to do? Starve? No, like that's where you're supposed to go to like rich. a local farmer and you're probably going to get everything for like a tenth of the price. You're supposed, because to, get money. You're supposed to become rich. So that's not a problem. <laughs> because really, in hindsight, now that interest rates are up and we're like, damn, money used to be free yeah we could have gotten free money invested in bitcoin but we didn't like yeah. we didn't take that chance. Now you have to pay someone did 15%. someone went and became rich and because of that like they won capitalism capitalism is something you can win 
socialism, like my mom comes from Soviet Russia, so she tells me stories and like, yeah, it's cool to get a job coming right out of school and then you get a house mm-hmm. and then your house grows as you get more people mm-hmm. added to the family. But that's not a sustainable model because eventually like human beings are corrupt and yeah, someone yeah. will try to game that system. So it's better if the whole system is gameable from the start. It's not even just that if someone will game the system, it's like, it's going to demotivate people from even achieving because like whatever you achieve you have to share with everyone else right listen i'm not actually a socialist he calls me that all i think is that the government should do their job better i think the solution is having the government be fully run by ai (laughs) (laughs) no i'm serious that's the one time that i really feel like it would work because they would choose the smartest solution regardless of politics and it's like well there has to be a rule around abortion so Whatever that is, half the population is going to be upset. Yeah. Right? Which, whichever yeah. way they choose. Yeah. So anybody is fallible. Any person is corruptible, but AI shouldn't be. And I would rather AI replace government Even than Even then, who's writing the code and stuff See, like, like that? Like, so you, 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 like AI is a touchy subject here because Jimmy thinks it's the future. I think it's a failing project. I think it's not going to be... Under what application? Yeah, he never watched The Matrix. So I don't even know what the <laughs> hell he's talking about. I have watched The Matrix. Was, uh, six months old. When <laughs> <it came out. laughs> Bro, so like, I, I'm saying like, I don't think... AI is going to be as powerful as everybody thinks it is in the sense that it can read everything and like pre- predict the future essentially. Like obviously there's going to be there's been like models and stuff that predict like the stock market. I just want to go like, on record to say I never said that the AI could read the future. <laughs> like, but that, that's, like, no, but that's exactly what you're kind of saying. Like, no, to I'm say not. like he should run the government. No, no listen, listen. So it's the same way that like Sasha's saying the Slava, sorry, is saying. Um, Pretty sure he was joking too. <laughs> you know, no, he, I wasn't. He, he was kind of. I, I do like, think okay. that the AI. But it's like, like yeah. a lot of people have that same sentiment of like AI is so smart that it's smarter than any human. How hard do you have to be to, be to run the government? That's yeah. the other no, question. of course. Listen, of he's, course. he's saying because it's only a one or two choice and people are going to be mad either way, he's saying why not let it be arbitrary is what he's no, trying to say. No, government smart isn't. arbitrary. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's informed mm-hmm. based on the data I, points. I, There's no bias there. Like, but we there have money to fix the roads. Here are the roads that are going to get fixed. Not because this counselor lives over here or he has buddies that live over here, but because according to the data, these are the most populated roads. These are the ones we're going to prioritize when we're paving them. It's not my problem. The AI said that this is what we should do. That's I, how I, I'm thinking. To a certain about. degree, I do agree with that. Yeah, that like, and I just don't like that. I feel like TJ, you're putting words in my mouth a little. All I say about AI I is that it's a ve- in. Okay, pause. <laughs> All I say is that it's inevitable. Like within, if it's 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, eventually AI will get to a point where, yeah, it's one of the biggest factors in our life. This actually, so you asked me, what am I doing now? And we talked about big titty girls talking about on, on TikTok. But what I'm actually doing is I, I was a welder and now I'm going into school to become a millwright. What a millwright is, it's like a, a robot mechanic. So there's all these machines that do only one thing at a factory. Mm-hmm. And when they break, they call in a millwright to fix them. So these machines uh, have been introduced to the workforce for like hundreds of years, ever since the Industrial Revolution. And people have adapted to work with the machines and jobs have been created to work with the machines. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see the future of AI going. It's not going to replace everybody, Mm -hmm. but it's going to create new jobs in some way. It's going to make some people redundant. Mm -hmm. Listen, like before I became a music journalist, I was a marketing copywriter, which means I work for software and I wrote emails being like, oh, do you want a hosted on-site solution that it fits your budget? Mindless shit. Yeah, AI does that. AI does that, no problem. Maybe those jobs shouldn't exist. Maybe background actors shouldn't Mm -hmm. exist. I just want to piggyback off that because that's so sick that you brought that up, bro. Like, I agree 100%. Like, a lot of times, me and TJ will sit here and we'll have debates about, like, if if the next big artist will be AI. And it's just like, bro, like, I want AI to come and do all the fucking meaningless jobs that we shouldn't want to do anymore. Like, go and build the fucking houses and shit like that while we could spend our time to be creative and build a better society and shit. Like, you know, that's how I see AI being used or how we should try to utilize it. So he says that but then claims he's not a socialist. 
Well, that's it's a different type of socialism. But it is socialism. How is that not? socialism? Sure, it's it is socialism because you want a solution where everybody has their creative project, and we just exchange money buying each other's creative projects because everything else is taken care of for us. I buy my book, you buy my album. Sorry, flip that. And and like that's kind of how we like have spending yeah, money. Instead of taking like like a set of a bus driver getting you here, it would be like. Uh, a robot bus driver and instead of an Uber but, driver but, like, the robot thing, but sure, like Jimmy you know? like the thing you have to understand is like all that makes sense but then it's like what happens to the people they're creative as a no, job but like, but like how do they no, how, do they, how because, do they make a living how do they get food let me, let, me let, me let me land let me land let me land it should be making our lives better and easier of course everyone says oh I don't want some universal uh uh Basic allowance, yeah, yeah, right. Which I okay, I agree with that, right? But first of all, welfare is already like that, right? And if there's a pool of money there, why not use it that way? These AIs that are going to take over all these jobs do not collect a paycheck, so that means that the government should be should be taking all the money, put it in a pool, and disperse it back out to us, and then our lives will be so much better. Listen, you working a job for minimum wage is not what makes your life better. Under, it's what Jimmy, you have to do. To I survive. understand everything you're saying, but like. Even what you were just saying, welfare and stuff, that is socialism. Like that is like that's what I'm not like I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying so that is what it is, and you're arguing it. So it's like, like that is like the fact that you make you get you, if you get if the government is giving you stuff Listen, that's socialism. These are just fucking words. Socialism is a fucking word. I'm just saying how the government should be ranked. Like, I don't know why you're getting no, no, because because I feel like they use that as like a like they they program us to be like socialism is bad. No, it's just like, a lot of people think some socialism. elements of it are good, and then democracy is good or bad, and it's just like some elements Those of it are, are good things. and some of it are bad. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying to you. They're just words, though. We're talking about government. That's one thing, right? So why not just implement different strategies and different ideas where it works and where it takes place? Because it comes it comes down a lot. Is not, like forget these two words. Yeah. Just replace these with freedom or order. And what's more important to you? Exactly. You, freedom. I have freedom. Heavy. I'm gonna guess that you would say order. Yeah, because especially there I think if everybody has their freedom, I already know a lot of people aren't going to do right with it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a very easy way to break it down. I appreciate that, Slava. But, um, yeah, like, uh, we're going to start wrapping up this pod. Do you have anything else Hold you want to I just show? feel like that's a very, very... I don't want to be so simple with that. All I'm saying is that if you give everyone the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want, there's going to be a lot of bad things happening. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't have freedom. Right now, we don't have freedom. You need permission to drive down the road. You need permission to go to another country. Like, you need permission to go and buy something from the store. You have to get government-appointed money. Mm -hmm. So it's like we, we, we have this illusion of freedom in our head that we don't even have. And if we did have it, it would be dangerous to us. And and we have to continue to tell the, the masses, the flocks, you have this freedom that they don't really have. And they think they have it, but they don't. But whatever. People don't want to hear that. Uh, like, I know. I don't disagree. I disagree. But we'll get into this <laughs> another time. Uh, do you have anything else you want to get out before no, we close wrap up? All right. So what's the name of your book again? Bad Trips, Slavopastic, Audible, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Podcast, Instagram? Oh, yeah. Nerzy, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me. It's Slavopastic. There's not a lot of us out there, you know? <laughs> all right. And Jimmy, you have anything? No, I, I want to go. On, I want to come on the show soon. But, yeah, uh, soon. Well, you. I know you got some stuff coming up, so we'll time it around that. Okay, perfect. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yes, well, sir. yo, thanks a lot for coming. I very much appreciate it. It thanks, was a man. very, very, yes, very good thanks, episode. Man. Everyone go get this book. It sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to go listen to it on audiobook. I'll tell you what I think about it next week. But, yeah, it's been another episode of uh, Northern yeah, Ruckus. That's I need that copy. I need Peace. that. Peace. <laughs>